This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Everybody, welcome to a brand new MA Roasted podcast. Gonna be a great podcast today. I got the Greg Wilson in the hey house, buddy. as well as Ween Dog. Yo, what's up, dude? <laughs> and I got my baby here. She's right next to us. Uh, I want to thank Speedweed. Listen, people, if you live in California, there's no reason that your go-to place for marijuana should not be Speedweed.com. Speedweed, they will deliver to you. They have everything from edibles to vapes to CBD. I, I mean, I rub it on me after, after practice. I, I do the little squirt CBD. I, I mean, they have everything. They have all kinds of marijuana, indica, sativa, hybrids, C- THC sex loop, okay? You want to get your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend high while fucking? I mean, it's just... It's just the possibilities are endless, okay? <laughs> Go to speedweed.com. Check them out. Follow them at Speedweed. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off orders of $100 or more. And the guy Gino is a really, really, really good guy. So uh, I'm telling you, speedweed.com. Check it out. Greg, how the hell are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you, man? You know what? Everyone tells you, like, get sleep now. Right, uh, right, right. And I'm like, you guys are, my baby's not going to be fucking loud. Yeah. Like, this is my baby. I'm, I don't need sleep. Cut to last night, three in the morning. She's a terror. She just won't, top of her lungs, belting. That's what happened. And, and, yeah. then, and then the wife can't sleep. And then the wife's like, she promised me, she's like, get her to bed. I'll give you a blowjob. Right? That's so a pretty good deal. I was like, okay. I got her to bed. She, she's all lined up. About to touch my penis and <laughs> I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So cut to me. Uh, I slept on the couch last night with her because she needed to be burped. And then, you know, and every time she cries, you think, okay, maybe it's her diaper. All right, she didn't shit herself or pee herself. Okay, maybe she's cold. You wrap her up some more. Maybe she's hungry. You feed her the formula. Maybe she's bored. Maybe, I mean, just the list goes on. Yeah. To the point where I was crying because I didn't get a blowjob. We were, we, were actually, we were actually both crying on the couch last night <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning. So that's what I'm up to. Uh, that's awesome. And you, what's going on with you? Uh, I was just in El Paso at the comic strip over the weekend. How was it? I had great shows. Sold all my merch. Nice. Yeah, it was nuts. And and, and it was surprised to sell that much merch because the shows weren't all completely, you know, most of them weren't sold out. Well, it's summer in El Paso. Yeah, exactly. And it's the end of summer. They were telling me all these things that were going on, too. I guess it was the first week of school and all this. So they were like, yeah, no, this is one of those weekends, but it's still great. You still had really big crowds considering and all this. And I mean, they loved it. They bought all the merch and I had a great time. So. Does, it, does it help in El Paso that your name is Romero now? 
Uh, I don't think so. Because uh, they don't even do that. The guy still puts the Greg Wilson and still announces uh, me as the Greg Wilson. But when I was on the radio, uh, Buzz was like, oh, no, no, I was the Greg Romero Wilson. And I'm like, yeah, now it is. We, you know, we did the rebrand and that's good, what's going on now. So he, he, he uh, promoted it on the radio as Greg Romero Wilson. But, but, the, but the guy at the club uh, would not. He was like, nope, it is the Greg Wilson. That's how I know you. My dog, so, by the way, likes you now. He's actually sleeping on you. Yeah, he, until I don't try. Move, and, I was going to say, move. I can't. Like touch him though. If I touch him, he's gonna bite my hand off. Yeah, it's so funny. He's very protective of the baby. Like, but, he, but, but the, what happens is the wife breastfeeds, and then he gets in line. Like he's next. Like, <laughs> I, I, he, you could tell him drooling. Like, hey, when's my milk? Well, I'm like, Dude, he, you're not getting that milk. Yeah, all he knows is hey, food comes out of there. Of course, yeah. Them, the cats. There's three cats behind them. <laughs> like taking, they're all lining up. They're like, so I get fed next, right? The fucking Those neighbor are, cats here. Yeah. By the way, the neighbor cat. So the first day we're here, the cat runs away. The black, our, our white fluffy cat her cat runs away and then comes back the next morning but all night long I'm yelling lemon 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 so that's her name I'm just not just yelling lemons for some but so then um, there's a black cat now that I think she spent the night with him because he's, he's every night he comes in our backyard waiting for her and they're meowing at each other it's like oh, but he's yeah, a good they, he's a good guy I mean he comes back he's, he's like listen he's there right? but then she oh, ran away that together and uh, by the way you know who my neighbor used to be uh, Leonard uh, Neiman uh, hallelujah Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Yeah, he used to live right next door. So anyway, so, so crazy. but my but my cat is in Leonard Cohen's backyard, and I'm like having to like having to like do parkour to get her. <laughs> and then I finally got. Yeah, she loves this black cat though. He he happens to be a sweet. Well, guy. you know what they say: once you go black, it's, seriously. Dude, you ever heard a cat fight in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yes. It's Dude, it's alarming. Terrifying. It's alarming. Yeah. Because there's a lot of scream. It sounds like just girls screaming or something. Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. And it almost sounds as bad when they screw. It's oh the no! Same well, thing. when they screw, you realize that when they do screw, it's like their penis has like basically it comes in. And, and then, then it, it comes like out and it's like hook thorns. it's like nails. Yeah, so, and that scrape the inside of them uh, on the way out. It really hurts them. Yeah, it seems like nature was really pissed off when he made cats. Female cats. Yeah, just yeah. like I'm punishing you. Yeah, I'm doing uh, it. I mean, I've seen so many documentaries on on cat penises, how they're like because the whole purpose how of it. How many do you need to see? They just pop it up in my YouTube like recommended videos. Cat documentary covers it. Like we just covered it in like two seconds. You're just like, I've just gotta verify Wait, this how information. Many, how many this is a new source. No, this is PussPatrol.org. How many cat penis documentaries are there? Well, see, the way YouTube works, the more of like a certain category of video you watch, that's like all they start to recommend. So you go in your recommended videos, and it's all like cat anatomy videos, yeah, cat yeah. dissection videos. Right. And then you watch those videos, and you go to human dissection videos, which right. I'm very interested in all that kind of stuff, like opening someone's skull after they die. It's pretty cool stuff, dude. Is this part of your sleeping porn fetish that you talked about last week? I, wait a minute. I got to be honest with you. You know, you don't have to watch these videos. You know that. <laughs> Right, like I'm just you could interested just interested in this, but some people—that's what happens. You wind up in that YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole where you just click, 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 and you're several videos down. I myself am not a victim of this syndrome, but I've uh -huh. seen it a lot. Uh -huh. I have the amazing capacity to be like, nope, I got it. Yeah, really. I, I am sad as a one, two videos max. Yeah. I got to cover. Or the worst is when you watch like some type of like crazy like right wing conspiracy guy and you're like oh wait I can't believe you said that then every time your feed comes up it's like 10 more yeah and they're like oh man if anyone opens up my YouTube they think that like I'm like uh, I've, I've been you know uh, uh, radicalized by uh, <laughs> Alex Jones yeah and, yeah uh, it's like well and that's the thing I feel like I I've done so little watching like I put my videos out there but I spend very little time watching other videos mm -hmm. and so I feel like YouTube can't figure me out 
So the the recommended videos I get are all over the fucking yeah. map. It's like, you know, it starts, you know, like some kid wiping out and Streisand sings the hits. <laughs> you know, then it'll be like, you know, watch Mike Tyson's greatest knockout. Like it's all over there. Like, like I feel like they just keep testing me to see what I'm going to actually like. And I never click on the recommended videos. Yeah, dude. Well, right now, one of my favorite websites is called crazyshit.com. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. But it's weird because it's like a mixture of like weird porn and then like ISIS like shoving screwdrivers in people's eyeballs and the people getting blown up. And then it's just a, it's a weird it's a weird Have website. You, now you're you're are you still on that? That's whole the stuff that I really that's the stuff that bothers me. That I'm like, should this be out there? Do are you we still part this? of the sleeping porn fetish? Is that still your thing? Yeah, but I just wish like the the, the there would be more like broad category of videos for that. It's always like the same kind of video in that porn. Same person sleeping. Pretty much, dude. It's like it's not you. You can tell it's not a popular fetish. But it's not even like a real fetish for me. It's just something that's curious, uh, makes me curious. Yeah, and I want that I get off to on a regular basis. I do get off to it. How's it going with your girlfriend? Have you guys had sex yet? We still haven't had sex, but I'm actually happy you asked me about this because I have some exciting news. What's that? Share to everybody. It's over. (laughs) No, (laughs) is that I'm finally gonna get baptized to restore my virginity. What? I'm gonna get baptized, like. (laughs) And then it's going to restore my virginity. So Who, we who's both... baptizing you? I wish we had a live video feed for this as I take off my glasses who's, who's, and rub who's, my temples. Who's baptizing you? Right, wait, a, wait a minute. You, we can't move on to who's baptizing him. We must get back up. What? what? Yeah, yeah. Why? What? How? What are you talking about? You're getting baptized. What? Okay. So, do you even know what religion you're getting baptized into? First of all, I think you just need to get a priest, right, or something. Okay. Just, just you're just looking for a pool of water and a religious. Person. What do you mean he's going to restore your virginity? So when you get baptized, you know, it, like it's like you're becoming reborn and you're getting all your previous sins like cleansed from your body and also your virginity too. So all like the bad and also if you order now. <laughs> We're going to throw in your virginity, too. Yeah. And, and you're doing this why? You also won't have herpes anymore. So that when me and my girlfriend finally make love for the first time, we're you're both, both virgins. Yeah, dude. That doesn't count, dude. It's like when girls say they were born again virgin after porn. Yeah, no, it's like, it, no, you it doesn't, still... It doesn't yeah. happen. We have, we, we have proof. It does, it's not going to take away all the girls you've had, all three girls you've had sex with. It's, it's not going to... It's still going to have, you know... But the thing is, like, she's religious, not really religious, and her family is religious also. They don't care, also. dude. They don't care. Really? Yes. Are they Catholic? Yeah, they're very extreme Catholic. Oh, so that's what it is. So they want you basically to become they don't get, baptized in the Catholic Church. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. Dude, no. this is not as easy as it sounds. They're not going to just bab... You don't just show up in a bathing suit mm-hmm. and like, hey, dunk me in the pool, father. I'm ready to fucking fuck this girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. can't fuck her. Hey, listen, I have the best... Of- Jesus, sure, love him, but uh, I want to fuck her and I can't do it unless I take a swim in your pool. Yeah. Okay, they're not going to be down with that. You have to take like all these fucking classes <laughs> and all this shit before they fucking baptize you. It's a- Are you ready to do that? So you don't need yeah. to do Yeah, I mean, the thing is, she's never even asked me how many women I've slept with and I'm terrified because I'm, I'm not going to tell her the truth. What's the truth? Like 15, 20 girls. Okay. I'm not going to tell her the truth. I'm not going to tell her that, dude. Why? What, what do you think would happen if she I found think she'll out? Be, I think she'll be grossed out. She'll think I'm a man whore. Uh, 15, 20. That's not that many. Well, in like a year though, right? So, Something wait, like so that. Do you, Two years. You, so you love this girl. I do. 
Okay. Listen, I think it's good you guys had. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story about what happened with me and my wife, right? Mm-hmm. So we were together for a couple of weeks, uh, and we hadn't had sex yet, which is, you know, it's been like five or six, seven dates, which is not that normal. That's uh, for you? No, not at all. Right. Normally, we have sex before the first date. Exactly. <laughs> and then so, you're like, okay, I'm taking you to Chili's. You earned it. It's like a test drive. Right. You know, I yeah. actually one time had sex with this girl, and she was like, the first date, we banged the stripper. And then a the second date, I'm like, hey, let's, let's go back. She's like, what do you, no, now you have to earn it. I go, what do you mean? Strippers she, she can goes, be weird like she that. She goes, I had to, she was from Denmark. Or she goes, I, well, I had to make sure that you were good. What's the point of being with you if you weren't going to be good? But now that I know that you're good, you have to actually earn this. And I was like, well, that's a new way of looking at things. But well, uh, that's very uh, Scandinavian. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> so my, my wife was actually ready. That to, is the IKEA approach. She was ready to go, right? She right. was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it was like our, our seventh date or something, our sixth date. I was ready to go the third date, but she's like, listen, I happen to like you. Let's not just ruin this. So... <laughs> or, or, or we're not we're not there yet. Or, well, at least you know what to expect from you sexually. You're not going to be some fuck boy for me, blah, blah, blah. So uh, what happened was that day, that afternoon, I got a text from this porn star that I, that I never hooked up with that was like, hey, I just got divorced. I'm having a divorce party. Uh, will, you, will you meet me uh, at some bar at like noon or one me me and me and me and like so i go there it's her and her friend who's also super hot right so we go back to my place and we're we're hooking up and then we ended up like like banging like three times three or four times threesome yeah well the other one had a boyfriend so she was just like like watching and then like filling in sometimes but not (laughs) but like not sex she's just just lean over yeah she was basically like like they were both giving me bjs but at the same time that wasn't cheating for her i I wasn't gonna tell her that actually was considered cheating but you don't want to say it no so then that night my my penis is like i mean through four or five so then i I still have a date that night with my wife yeah Uh, and the tank is empty empty i mean beyond empty so i go and like Like the final orgasm it just went yeah, like, um, what's the name? <laughs> used to have a joke about that. I forgot the guy's name, but or like a uh, white flag came out. It said bang. One of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I go and uh, I, I like pick up like that stuff from the over-the-counter from the gas station. You know, like the old Viagra. Like, yeah. You know, like, like the stuff that almost killed Lamar Odom. Yeah. Right, so perfect. I go there and my wife's ready to do it. And I was like, hey, uh. I think we should wait. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just don't think we're, just, let's just wait till next time. And she was so annoyed, but like, like, she's like, wow, no one's ever done that. I can't believe it. Like, she's like turned on, but at the same time, right. like confused. And of course, I sleep over that night and my fake Viagra falls out. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, did I leave something at your house? And she said she gave it to her gay friend who tested it out and said it, it, it didn't work anyway. So, um, <laughs> so long story short. I wouldn't have thought it would. For like, the next year, my wife would be like, and you didn't even want to bang me that night. And I can't believe, and you give me such a complex. And then under my breath, I'm like, if you only fucking knew what I was doing. Right. But finally, I was like, after like the fifth time of her attacking me, I was like, you don't even know the truth. She's like, what's the truth? And I just told her. Uh, at this point, we were already married. And she says to me, <laughs> and she says You can't to get me, too bad. We already got a house. She, and then she says to me, uh, I can't. I'm horrified. I'm like, what? She said, you took her to your place. That place was so disgusting. What it kind was, of girl uh, would have sex at that place? Like, <laughs> she was more mortified by how <laughs> disgusting. And she was kind of relieved because yeah. you thought I wasn't that into her. Right. Uh, but I was totally into her. I just, I was cummed out. You know, I'm, 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 I was 38, 39. I'm mm-hmm. not the, the young There's only buck so I much was. in the tank. That's yeah, right. Yeah, plus I'm on Selexa and uh, Propecia, all, all that stuff, you know. 
Kills that sex drive. Yes. You know, I, I was surprised they even, my baby came out. I, I thought I was done, you know. <laughs> you should have named her Propecia. Yeah, she'd be black. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so, that's, so I think it's good that you're waiting in some ways. That's yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's requiring so much self-control. Because, like, I'm just, I'm succumbed to just watching Pornhub. Now, like, what's going to happen when she knows about your f- porn fetishes? Have you told her? I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be fine with that. I mean, there's nothing very horrifying about my fetishes except, like... No, about the transgenders and the sleeping people and the I'm not telling people. her that. That's, oh. that's personal. That's very private to me. I never tell anybody that. Yeah, except yeah. for on the show. <laughs> I mean, I guess on the show, but these are, like, my family. The listeners are, like, my family. They're not going to tell nobody. <laughs> Sweet little insurance policy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like my family. You hear me? You're like my fucking family. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. All right, let's talk about MMA over the weekend. Did you watch the fights? I did watch the fights. All right, you watched the fights. Yes, sir. First of all, uh, James Vick. That sucks. He he was our guy. He's been on the podcast at least ten times. By the way, people putting on my Instagram the MMA curse. Complete bullshit, okay? Colby Covington's been on the podcast. He's what won like six in a row. Oh. There are plenty of guys. Uh, Anthony Smith. Okay, there's no MMA curse, all right, you fuckers? And it seems like the curse only happens when people lose all of a sudden. It's right, like, I mean, everybody that's on your show can't win. Yes, right. You know what I mean? Like, some are going to lose, some are going to win. It's actually just nature, that's just the way it's going to be. So fuck off with that, by the way. Um, now, well, what's the thing, uh, can we talk about, are we talking about that fight yet, or are we waiting to talk about Gaethje that Gaethje versus yeah. Nick? Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh my God, because I'm watching it, and I, you know he had those long legs and those big kicks, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's got this. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm like, so long as he keeps him at distance with those kicks mm-hmm. he's which i guess i mean the real lesson here is how hard this gay guy fucking hits because he that was pretty much the only shot he got in close enough to land and i mean it knocked the soul out of his body yeah i mean i also think that cutting 55 pounds before fights is not yeah a, that yeah. probably leaves you I, with some low blood sugar yeah and i may think maybe i don't know if he would have been able to take that fight if he hadn't been that but that's not going to help i think that he's got to move up to I think he's a 170 pounder. Honestly, uh, I don't think he's a 55 pounder. I think he's cutting. Well, yeah, especially way too if he's holding weight. onto it just to have that that height advantage. You know, well, well if you got to cut that much weight, it's not doing any good. Because yeah, he. I mean, he could not gather his senses. It, it was really something to see, man. But I do also think there should be a 165 pound weight class because there's a lot of guys. There should be. I don't understand what goes 45, 25, 35, 45, 55, 70, 85, 205. No, yeah. it should be every 10 pounds. That should be it. Every 10 pounds. You think it should be every 10 pounds? 55, 65, 75, 85, Just 95. Just, why not? I mean, why? I guess the, the reasoning is, is there's fewer big fighters, oh, so you don't oh. have all these subdivisions because oh, there's just not enough of no, these guys. No, there's fewer heavyweights, but there are plenty of guys that are 205 and 195, or 195 and 185. It'll be fine. It just seems like it's not fair to guys because guys that are in between, there's a bunch of guys in between 70 and 55 that are cutting too much. They're not big enough for 170. The guys like, you know, uh, Kevin Lee and now this dude and these other guys, and they're not small enough for, you know, they're too small for 70 and too big for 55. So it's just they're in that weird category. See, I'm on the other side of the fence of this. I always thought they had too many weight classes. I think they should be 20 pounds apart and just have a lot fewer of them. Mm-hmm. You're increase uh, competition, I think. I don't know. You know? I mean, yeah, but you've never played, like, you never wrestled. No, but that's the thing. I've never fought, so maybe that is a huge I mean, deal. I mean, when I, but I just the, hated all these other subdivisions. Even in high school wrestling. Band, it's like, but even in college wrestling, the difference between, like, 135 and 140 is huge. It's, and that's five pounds. Yeah. So now we're talking 15 pounds. And if you go like, every 20 pounds, it's just going to be huge. I understand what you're saying, though. I, I get it. But it would really give it some guys an advantage, some guys a disadvantage. So Michael Johnson, Andre Feely, 
That was a close fight. That was a close fight. That was a good fight. And it was surprising that the, guy, the one judge that went for Feely gave all three rounds to him. Which is retarded. This was the only one that was 30-27. Yeah. You know? So I thought I, th- I found that very interesting. He won because uh, I thought it was 29-28. But I really uh, thought it was more Feely 29-28 yeah, than, than was, Michael Johnson. I was surprised it went that way. I thought it was really going to cut the other way. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was going to yeah. go cut the other way. And go Andre Feely's yeah. way. And, and Andre Feely thought that, too. He's oh, completely. You could see it. He was like, get the fuck out. Because he was definitely more aggressive. I, you know, Landed more punches. Was, I, mean, I thought he was going to finish the fight in the second. Yeah, but, I mean, Michael Johnson held him down longer. Yeah, he was on top of him longer. So maybe that's what ultimately became the deciding factor, was he just was in control on top longer, time-wise. But I thought, I thought Feely did I more. I thought a draw would have been fine, too. Yeah. I mean, he was that close. Uh, also, Courtney Casey, Angela Hill... Yeah. Similar. Uh, you, you I didn't can't... watch that one, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian Barbarena, I'm. You know Damn. what? Oh, I'm happy that Jake didn't take that much damage. Didn't get hurt. Like, hurt, hurt. But where, and that he's done. Because... First round TKO, boy. That was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Honestly, I'm not going to say shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I mean, when you lose eight out of your last ten... Maybe a couple fights ago, we could have we could have saw the end. And I, all I kept thinking was about our conversation. You know, like should he? And you were like, if he gets knocked out again, yes. And I watched this. I'm like, this is a, to me, this is a pretty definitive. Yeah, I think it's time maybe you know to coach. Yeah, you know, let's stick to coaching now, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. That's a great or a business that's a, or but something. But I mean, else. that's a great second act. Oh, could you still have, get to do what you love to do with the next guy. round he of guys. Business. He oh can, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. just saying. You know, I mean, it's time to move on to the next act. Yeah, you know, and if you love- think about comedy, it's usually like you don't see comics where it's time to retire. It's almost like they never should have started. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Is it? Yeah, they either belong in it or they don't. And yeah. if you do belong in it, you're a lifer. Yeah, you know, I feel bad. I've been writing so many new jokes, and I get so excited about them about the kid. Yeah, but my old stuff can't follow it a little bit. Well, also, well, because they're, the, they're also, two different phases of life, and also the dime bar. Everyone's heard my old shit, so yeah. like they're like, "Oh my god, new shit!" They're all excited, and then like I'm like, "All right, time for some old shit," and then I was like, <laughs> "Fucking tuning out." So uh, yeah, uh, you know who's doing doing comedy? The dime is Krista Allen. She used to be on uh, Baywatch and yeah. Days of Our Lives. Uh-huh. Fucking smoking hot. Yeah. Oh man. Really hot. How's girl. the stand up though? She's a really pretty girl. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, one of those girls that has a t- ton of potential. Sure. She just needs to do it more. Well, uh, and that's what it comes down to is the reps and a lot of these girls that want to do it. And they, it's not that they're not funny, even though they, you know they're very charismatic. And of course, everyone's told them they're funny because they're hot. But I mean, a lot of times they're very charismatic. And they can have, but when it comes to grinding it out to develop an act, they're not going to do that part. I think also the key to you say, which I hate to admit it, but there are so many times that. Guys laugh at girls that are hot because yeah. they're trying to sleep with them. Right. And now they're like, oh, I should be a comic. You know? And, it happens a lot. And uh, guys, just laugh at things that are funny uh, because you're not helping comedy. But no, I, I don't know. Uh, I, just, I was going to say, dude, you're just asking men to do something they're not going to do. They're like, easy for you to say, I'm trying to fuck this bitch. Yeah. So I'm going to laugh at every fucking word out of her mouth. I haven't. I've never done that, though. Have you done that? You are lying. I've never laughed at someone. That, what? I mean, at a girl because I'm trying to sleep with her? Oh, my God. I have pretended like she's the funniest thing since Charlie Chaplin. Really? Oh, my God, yes. I'm like, you should be the next day's Ventura. You're hilarious. I'll do whatever it takes. Well, I used to, yeah. Wow. And you, Joe, do you ever laugh? I mean, at she them? had to be really hot, you know. But for sure, I definitely fake laughed at a lot of hot girls' jokes. I, I've never done it. You know I, 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 I know, I know because they would always... That was just not my thing. 
But you see, I knew it because you can't not because they're so funny when you you give them the the laugh like ah oh, that's funny. They're like, oh my god, I made the comedian laugh. Oh, that's the worst. And then it's like, yeah, well, you know, you're pretty funny. Let's go talk about it over a line of coke in my room. <laughs> That's horrible. We'll make each other laugh until our pants. A line of off. coke in your room. Whatever you know what I mean. Come Drink on. at the bar, depending on where you're at. So Brian Barber. Oh yes, yeah, so we saw that uh, the John Moraga fight. Uh, this guy Davison Figueredo, uh, the guy with the red strip in his hair, the Brazilian. I didn't think I saw that one. Dude is a monster. Yeah. Undefeated. Oh, that dude is a fucking monster. Him and the the Ronnie Yaya dude. Yeah. Dude, those guys are Yeah, but scary. well, Yaya's lost a bunch. This guy's never lost. Oh, really? This dude's never lost. I don't know. He's from Brazil. I don't know anything about him other than the fact that the dude's a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Anders was actually, I was worried because the first round, he looked terrible. Uh, and that's, that's my boy. And then he came back in the second and the third. He did that kick with like 10 seconds left. Yeah. Knocked the guy into next week, uh, which was awesome. Well, that was a scary kick too, a soccer kick. And it was like... Half a mil- millimeter from being an illegal kick, right? Which would have sucked. It was so close. Why was he going down at the time? Well, the guy who he kicked was like, like sort of on his back, and he was like getting up, and his hand was like literally like a hair from the mat. Right. When he ate the chin to the face, and he got knocked out. And Eric was in a tough position because he's coming off his first loss to Machida ever, and he's a ten to one favorite. Yeah. So, like everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna," and then the other guy had nothing to lose. Right. Literally right. nothing to lose. And the dude could take a punch because Eric was letting him. I'm like, oh my god, this mm-hmm. dude's. I'm like, please don't lose, please don't lose. He sent me his shirt and said, "Your boy." Yeah. Uh, he came to my show. I'm like, this is my guy, and uh, he won. James Krause looked great. Beat Warley Alves, who has a win over Colby Covington and, and Alan Juban, and Krause knocked him out. Yeah. That, that was yeah. awesome. I'll tell you, Corey Sanhagen against Yuri Alcantara. Was caught in an arm bar. Oh, yeah, dude. That was intense. How did he get out of that? That was so cringy, too. Like, watching someone, like, in a deep arm bar. But I think the problem was the, the guy who arm barred him. Like, he went for the arm in the armpit arm bar. Where you don't really have control of, like, where the thumb is. Because when you do the arm bar, you want the thumb to be in the sky. Yeah. But he put his arm, like, in his armpit. So I think that had to control. But how does a guy from Brazil who was a Brazilian black belt not know that? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, only, blue, I'm only blue belt. I don't even know for sure. But that's just my opinion watching it. But that looked nasty. He said his arm popped. And he's, he's like, he said in the post by interview, like, you know, my arm popped. Might as well just break it. You know, that's a uh, tough dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then Andrew Sanchez beat Marcus Perez. That was a close fight. Mickey Gall won. Uh, and oh, then, yeah, yeah. That was- that was, a, that was a good fight. That, that was, was that Mickey Gall looked good. I was he like, Mickey, him. I know. I was like, Mickey Gall. But then he called out uh, Sage Northcutt again. Like, <laughs> you can't call out guys that you just destroy. That you already beat exactly. I want to beat him up again. I think. Yeah, I think it's he's got to call you out again. It's just like a bully. Totally, it's like a bully going. I'm gonna go beat up that kid again. That was pretty good the first time. What if he wins the title? Is he gonna keep calling out Sage Northcutt? <laughs> I guess. Hilarious. Well, he's like that's the only fight anybody pays attention to. But who's the other two people that he called out? Because he called out. Like, he called out the people. guy that beat him. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that guy that beat him, and then, um, and then, yeah, I forgot. Uh, but yeah, that was crazy. He called out Northcutt again, and then uh, Joanne Calder would look good. Uh, yeah. She was getting actually getting beat up in the first. Yeah, came up and then uh, caught that, and that girl tapped with one second left. I know that was. T- I was. I was like, she's not gonna finish it, and then all of a sudden she tapped. I was like, oh my god, she did it. Yeah. But I was really happy for for uh, Calderwood. She looked good. Yeah, it's weird that she's dating. I think she's dating John Wood now, because John Wood. Since I've known John Wood, and I like John, he's my man. He's my friend. But since I've known him, he dated Tito Ortiz's wife, uh, the girl who was the Amber, yeah. the girl who was the ring girl. Then he went out with Jenna Jameson. Oh, wait, hold on a second. So Ellen Berger did retire. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. He did. After the fight, he left, okay. his, he left his gloves in the, uh, 
Oh, uh, oh, in the okay. middle of the case. That means he retired. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, good for him then. Uh, and then, but then he was dating Jenna Jameson, mm-hmm. and they were on uh, Celebrity Rehab Couples Edition or some bullshit. And then, then he was dating. He was dating the other girl that was dating uh, Josh Barnett, uh, Colleen. This guy John Wood. Yeah, he's crushing it, dude. Boy, well, no kidding. Well, this guy's leaving a trail of bodies yeah, then, everywhere he then goes. He, and then great. he has a kid with this. A smoking hot blonde hair girl, Jana Wood, I guess now. But now they're not, now he's dating this girl. He's training. Uh, what's your name? Jo- Jojo. Like good weird for, man. This guy's got his the last touch. name is Wood. Cause you got the touch. Yeah, you got the power. I don't know, but it just sounds like you should not date the girl you're training. It just sounds like a recipe for disaster. And Jojo seems like it's weird because she has like this super sweet personality with a very soft voice and then she's covered with these like these hardcore tattoos yeah that's a lot of them you find that a lot in this business where they you know they look hardcore and then you get them you know we have them on the podcast like hey it's great to talk to you guys yeah i'm having a great time you know or or with the accent or whatever and then it's and you're like wow i just yeah you know you're starting to be like yeah have a great time here you know it's great to be with the guys I want to work hard and rip some chick's tits up. But that's not how they're saying at all. By the way, how's Quan Ho Kok doing? One Ho Kok. Uh, I talked to him just this weekend. Do you want me to play it for you? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me play this for you. Okay. Hey, One Ho Kok, it's Greg Wilson. How are you? It's a good to hear you. That's what I was saying. You were laughing the whole conversation? <laughs> Oh, that, that was the whole conversation? No, let me see if we can get it back here. Let okay, me see if we can get it back here. What happened with your conversation with one whole cock? One whole cock ready for all fighter at all time. But you went 0-2 in the UFC. That's because the UFC is a prejudice. Against what? Asian people. But you you like got beat up every time you fought. Yes, but I flew very far away. It's, that's true. That's the true. travel is very difficult on my tiny body. Oh, are you making a comeback? I make a comeback all the time. Uh, well, against who? In the morning versus breakfast. <laughs> I defeated the egg and the bacon. But I mean, fighting wise, are you gonna? This act- is a major challenge for me. My jaw very sore. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Well. Good luck with everything. You want Thank you. Yeah. Well, good to see you too. Good to see you too, man. Enjoy the General South Chicken. Thank you. <laughs> I like how that started as a voicemail on Greg's phone, and then Adam just joined in and started interviewing him. <laughs> You run a seamless operation. <laughs> now, uh, I was congr- trying to do all that thing. I was like, I can't do it. It's too many moving parts. By the way, congrats to Rowdy Beck who won her bare knuckle fight. Yeah, yeah Rowdy Beck. You watched it? I watched the whole card. You ordered it on Fight TV? Well, my brother-in-law ordered it. Oh, nice. It's only 30 bucks, but yeah. it's pretty entertaining. And then uh, yeah. Maganya won the Knuckles Deep Championship too, by the way. <laughs> So, so Rowdy Beck, uh, how how did she look? She looked good. The the girl she fought, she was like, I think she was an improvement in competition, uh, like over her last opponent. Yeah, but she she was a lot better. But just her movement was kind of odd. But Rowdy, Rowdy, I mean, this is her game, dude. She found her calling card. Yeah, she uh, found her niche. Uh, and then Kendall Grove won too, right? Yeah, I mean, some of the fights you can tell it's not like the most skilled people. <laughs> I heard that it's like it's like one like ex MMA fighter and then someone from the stands. Dude. It's like how the turn up the boxing goes. And isn't it like isn't it like don't they hold in like Sturgis? Like, well, I'm telling you, I think like in lawless country where you know no, where it's, they, it's only in Wyoming. Yeah, where no. there's basically like no laws, no one to stop. Well, I no honestly rules, think that we should start no athletic commission. I think we should start bare knuckle MMA. Because bare knuckle, we'll just go to Wyoming. Yeah. And there's no bare knuckle MMA right now. Do it. And me and you, we'll, we'll be the commissioners. Perfect. Uh, CB Go will be Ariel Hawani. Uh, <laughs> you could be the matchmaker, Joe. Oh, I uh, love that. Dude. Yeah. What do you think? That's no, great. No, nobody's doing it right now. I'll run around with big fat cigars, <laughs> right? Like, ah, I'm a commissioner. 
Commissioner of this here bare knuckle of We know all the fighters that'll do it. We know all the fighters. Hey, listen, if you can put the money, that's the thing. All we need is money. Bare knuckle MMA. Wouldn't like Dana sponsor that? Wouldn't he buy it up and like? For Let's billion, hope so. Under, yeah, please buy it up. Dana, we'll sell it to you just right now. We'll sell it to you sight unseen. Uh, whatever you want to pay us, we'll take it. So if any of you guys want to be in our bare knuckle MMA event. Uh, uh, we're, tweet us, yeah. Tweet us. Uh, we, we we're gonna put some uh, fights together. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be good. It's basically, so basically, it's yeah. MMA. Just tweet us hashtag knuckle deep. Here are the rules. Uh, no, no gloves. No gloves. And uh, that's it. Man- <laughs> mandatory mid fight finger bangs. Speaking of which, so there was a, a rumor that it was going to be Paige Van Zandt versus Rachel Ostevich. You know Rachel Ostevich? I don't think so. She's like this Hawaiian who's just smoking hot, uh, like curvy. Just I like, like it already. And, uh, big but now, old titties, big old ass. But now they're saying it's not going to happen. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but I, I said it's going to be the first fight where the corner man applies Vaseline to himself. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, I'll be the corner man. But yeah, yeah. But, so, but that, yeah. I'll be saying, the corner man exclusively for the tits. <laughs> Like, they'll need someone to actually do the other stuff. I'll yes. coach and care for the titties. I think Paige loses that fight anyways. Loses the fight? Yeah. Really? I mean, she hasn't fought in like four years, right? Well, they're both 0-2 in the last four fights. Oh. Uh, I mean, combined, it's four fights. So, uh, but meanwhile, it was, it was good because they're so hot, it was going to be like the main card on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome to fighting. Like, yeah. So, uh, so, May- so Mayweather uh, offered McGregor to train him for the Khabib fight. Um, oh, okay. Which uh, could hurt. You think so? I don't know. I mean, boxing for boxing and boxing MMA are two different types of boxing. I don't, I, you know, I mean, for, especially the type of boxing that for MMA that you're going to have to do against Khabib, who's shooting takedowns, is not really conducive to what Mayweather probably could teach him. Right. And you're thinking that, you know, he already has great MMA boxing. He has, he has amazing. Like the best MMA boxing hands, of all his time. His hands are insane. Right. I mean, he went nine rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I mean, how many MMA fighters can do that? Yeah. Probably none. Zero. You're exactly right. So, Zero. I, I think he needs takedown defense is really what he needs to be working on. Right. Because Khabib's going to be shooting takedowns left right. and right. Trying to take and down that's going to be a him. different style of wrestling. I mean, Ally Quinta was... I think a second in the state or a third in the state in New York, high school, wrestled college. I think it was like junior college All-American. And Khabib just took him down at will. So what's he going to do against Conor McGregor? Yeah. But that's his only shot of winning uh, is takedowns. Because if, if he lands a punch, that fight's over. If McGregor lands a flush right hand or left hand, whatever he throws, uh, it's over. Uh, so, um, did you watch the Logan Paul KSI? Did you watch match? that too? I just watched the highlights. Uh, no, it was a, it was a draw. I heard it was pretty good though. Yeah, so it was Logan versus KSI. I don't so know. Wait who these so are. Logan Paul. Now that they've shut down his YouTube account, he's now moved over to boxing. They Dude, I don't even know. They oh, went I don't to know the, the O2 Arena. They they, they sold like eight hundred fifty thousand buys. He fought some guy that was a video game guy. I heard they made like millions and millions of dollars. For well, good for them. That's and a, a huge and it, market. They like streamed it for like ten dollars. Right, all the right. kids bought it, and it was a draw. It was a draw. I heard he looked pretty good. He was a high school wrestler. He plays in the state of Ohio. Okay, he's a good athlete. And he trained very hard for yeah, this. Yeah, no, I mean he's a big dude. Both him and his brother are pretty big mm-hmm. dudes. His brother fought too, and he won his fight. Oh, is that yeah. right? Yeah, they both. And he's the one dudes. that's still a YouTube star, right? Yeah, like the biggest YouTube star in the world, or whatever. So I don't know about that. Who? He's Which, pretty big. Yeah, I think PewDiePie is still like the number one. Oh, is that right? He just plays video games and has like sixty million subscribers. So, so Tito Ortiz says he's, he's, uh, he's training for Chuck Liddell. According to Tito, this is how he's training. I'm, I'm going to try to play it, uh, as you can hear. Which, are you going to watch this? this Hell fight? yeah. Oh, yeah. Six days a week. Uh, five days a week. I'll train three days a week. Uh, one of 
Okay. What? Was that so... speech written by Dr. Seuss? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude. <laughs> Good one, Wean Dog. <laughs> the fight should be off based on that interview. Yeah, well, listen, luckily there's no math test. Because uh, that math didn't work out. I'm training six days a week. Three of those days I'm training. And then, like, then the other days I'm not. But five days... I'm not training for the other three days, and then one day I train. So what six is that? Days. I don't even understand. I mean, I don't know what he just said. I really don't. I couldn't. I couldn't. But he was being serious. He was completely. Like, like I, you know what? I thought he was gonna kill Chuck Liddell, but based on that interview, I think Chuck might win. I think he <laughs> might just be like, "What's four plus three? And then just punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, what kind of math was that? I mean, his head is so big. How do you? What? What is that? <laughs> I, that, well, I don't even understand that. That was, that was crazy. That is crazy. I have no idea. I mean, I, 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 what? What fight league is that under? Play uh, it again. Uh, it's, under, it's under Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy promotion. Someone said it should be Golden Years. Uh, <laughs> it's, an, it's an MMA fight? Yeah. This, it's the third one. Obviously, uh, Chuck won the first two. Those were the huge fights. Yeah. And now, um, here, I'll play this again. All right. So this yeah, is Tito Ortiz. Let's hear this again. Explaining how... He's training for the Chocodel trilogy. I train six days, actually six days a week. Uh, five days a week, I'll train three days a week. Uh, one of those days, I'll train two days of the week. So six days a week, I'll be training. <laughs> I feel like he just got a massive concussion oh. right before that interview. No, I have no. That was hearing it twice. It became even more mysterious. <laughs> it makes mess, less sense now. Than it did after the first it's time. It's like a math it. question they put on the SAT to like confuse you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he realized that he admitted he's actually only training three days a week and then tried to back out of it. I think I'm going to answer all my questions. Like my wife's like, where are you going this weekend? <laughs> well, Monday I'm going Wednesday, and Wednesday I'm going Thursday, and Thursday, Friday, <laughs> and Friday I'm doing Thursday's show. Just like, like, <laughs> so I'm booked all week, hon. Sorry, I'm booked all week. <laughs> Most of it on Friday. That's like when your girlfriend says, how many girls have you slept with? Just be like, I slept with one girl, but then I also slept with two girls, and then maybe three girls. And two girls. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, the answer to all. Like, my baby's crying based on that answer. That's because uh, <laughs> she could actually voice. answer the question better Little than that. Boy, she's like, "Your friends are too loud, Daddy." That was crazy. That was that was insane. That is insane. Like that literally sounds like you're legitimately punchy. You think? I mean, but I, when you talk to Tito, he's not like that. He's not exactly. I know. I'm just saying that does. Oh yeah. Everything else I've seen from him does not seem that way. In fact, it seems like he's really come out mentally relatively unscathed normally. Yeah. But that sounds like you said. Like he had gotten kicked in the head five minutes before yeah. the interview. He's cross-eyed and everything. Totally. He's like the, the five days, the three days, but one day and then six days. Did you see the other ah. fight? You see the other fight between Luis J. Gomez and yeah. Then I did o- see that. O- you know Luis Gomez. He's a comedian yeah. in New York. He's doing well. He has yeah, a guest. Yeah. nice guy. Yeah, he fought some guy over the weekend at Ellis Mania. I watched it. Lewis looked good. Uh, the other guy said he was a black belt in Taekwondo. No, I guess he was, but you know, I don't. Forty I don't, years ago, I mean, it was. A, it didn't seem like his skills were on par. Yeah, because uh, he he basically he was doing okay, and then he threw a kick and left it there. Lewis just caught it, took him down for a double leg. And then just pounded him out the first round. And that was most of the damage. Good for Lewis. Second round, the other guy won. Third round, Lewis won more. But they were both pretty tired. But mm. it was cool. Lewis had Bisbing in his corner and was like ah, super happy. And it was, yeah, good for Lewis. Yeah. And then uh, did Ellis fight too? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Ellis, I think he fought Kyle Kingsbury. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. I don't. Ellis always fights at him. But the Lewis one was the one. There was a lot of shit talking. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, and yeah. That. I'm sure there was. There's a lot of that New York shit talking, from what I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, um, 
let's talk about uh, what else is going on. So yeah, so that was that. Um, this week's are there any any fights this week? I'm looking right now. No, I think the next one is September 8th, and that's the Woodley Woodley Till card. Well, actually, you're wrong, Joe. Okay. Jeez. Yes, because this PFL fight, damn, is Smolino Rama. My friend Smolino, who took me around Calgary. I was going to say, if there's an open weekend, somebody's covering it. Uh, so <laughs> Smolino Rama showed me, like, he used to be in gangs in Calgary. And, like, he used to be, like, a, like a, like a leg breaker, I'm pretty sure. And, like, mm-hmm, that sounds he, right. He, he's a great guy, but a guy that you don't want to fuck with. And uh, he'd be like, he took me around Calgary. He's like, hey, that, see that counter? That's where I, I, like, bit someone's face off. And that's where I did this and that. And now he's a fighter. He reformed himself. He's doing well. He's fighting James Abdallah. Uh, that's that's also Sean O'Connell, who wants to be a commentator. Like he keeps like calling. Like he actually he's really good on the mic. Yeah. But after all his fight, he's like, "Hey, PFL, please let me commentate." Like he he's calling out the organization to let him commentate. And Why not? not? Fight. Hey, listen, you don't know if you don't ask. Yeah, but it's weird to have a guy call out the commentator. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then my friend Paul Bradley, all American in Iowa, wrestled for Bellator, wrestled for thing. He's fighting. Uh, Handesson Ferreira. I don't really know that guy, but uh, Mike Kyle's fighting. Kyle was famous for. Can I tell you, Handesson Ferreira? That just sounds like somebody that has like really luxurious long hair. Handesson. He's eleven and one. Yeah, and it just then, comes out just like I'm Handessa. So Mike Kyle's a guy who's been around forever. He actually soccer kicked a guy one time after a fight. Uh, was a very nice and Jason High versus Johnny Case. Which one? that should be Jason High has the worst luck ever. He's the guy that like they called a tap when he didn't tap his first fight. So he like he pushed a ref in the UFC, got kicked out of there. Then put then like beat up after he got against Efren Escudero. He was winning the fight and then he got caught in a guillotine but didn't tap. But they called the tap anyway. Then he trashed the place and then and then his last fight he he lost to a stud. But this, that time he's fighting Johnny Case. Who was a good dude? Was in the UFC. That's a good fight. That's a really, really good fight. That's on the undercard on uh, on Facebook. So uh, I would oh say, yeah, Facebook Live or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but, Facebook TV. Does anybody watch that? No. I me, me and six people. And, and it, I was gonna say, I mean, because sometimes they'll they'll like I guess the Ball Brothers, you know. No, uh, they got like two thousand. They had like they had a show like because they would reference it on Sports Center and stuff like that, and they'd be like, yeah, they got that show on Facebook Live. Facebook, or Facebook. Watch. Yeah, and I'm like. The fuck is that? I didn't Some people are that watching it. Some people, and the thing is, they they like replay it, so like you know, so you can see it over and over again. Uh, and then uh, this week, Invicta. This week, Invicta. Uh, who 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 do we know on this? Ladies, card? Pearl Gonzalez. Who, if you want to follow a hot chick's Instagram, yep. F- I mean, you talk about this chick shows everything. Uh, I, listen, I need to follow more dudes. Because my girl was looking over my shoulder the other day as I was scrolling through my Instagram. I was just checking out Instagram. We were just sitting on the couch, and I decided to scroll through Instagram, whatever. And, and I feel her watching, and I realize it's a lot of chicks. Yes. Just one after the other, and a lot of them are, like, kind of hot. And this isn't on purpose. These are, like, people that follow that me that, that then I guess I followed. And I don't follow a lot of people versus how many people follow me. Yeah. I, just, I just don't. Like, you know Tanya Evinger's uh, girlfriend that she brought over? Yeah. I, like, I followed her, and I looked at all of her pictures. I'm like, dude, I got to unfollow her. Why? Dude. Because like, she's like naked in all of her pictures. Well, my and that's the other thing Instagram. is I feel like these girls are just posting a lot more than everybody else I follow. Because everybody yeah. else I follow is just like people that I just know in my regular life. And they post like one thing a week. So it's just the girls that and are taking feet, all these and it, nasty... And the feet comes like 10 in a row, right? Right, like, all in a row. This girl, you know, live life to the fullest. You know, always be a babe. Always, you know, and I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> I don't know where the guys are. <laughs> there's a, oh, there's Adam, big dime show. <laughs> okay. Like it's just... 
It's I, I, I I'm like, like when the girls. Like, it looks far worse than it really is. I like when you can see like her her asshole and what like, she ate for like lunch, and she's like, "Only God can judge me." I'm like, uh, "No, I can judge. <laughs> I can judge you. I'm judging you right now. You're disgusting." Well, dude, so, I I had to unfollow Gary Tonin on Twitter because every single time I would scroll through my Twitter feed, I'd see posts that he liked, not his posts. And yeah, it's always porno posts. I think you could like change the settings. It'd be like Riley Reed fingering her pussy. I'm like, I'm just trying to like scroll through my Twitter, dude. I remember one time? Yeah, Phil- I've had to, I've had to cut some. Some of those out too because it's like Phil, nope i think phil baroni was hacked and then like his ex whatever played showed a dick pic that he posted uh-huh. from his phone and then tonin liked it and he said like <laughs> and he said, i want to get to your level of coolness so, anyway so also uh so pearl's fighting but she's also she's the one that had implants that they almost didn't let her fight in new york mm-hmm. because of her implants oh right did she fight we had the girl on the podcast who punched her in the implants it was the girl that got popped for the weed um from Team Alpha Male, you know what I'm talking about. Are, is this? Are you, we mentioned this because she hurt her hand. No, she was. I, <laughs> I, no, I asked her if, I if, if she uh, had they settled yet. If, we, I asked her if she felt the implant. Yes, she did actually. Yeah. Uh, and they said they were nice. So she's uh, Raquel Polohi. We had her on the podcast. If you were there for that show, maybe uh, she's from Hawaii, taking on Shana Young, uh, Kelly D'Angelo. She's been around forever. Uh, and then Kay Hansen, she we had her on the show. She's the one who was 18 years old. Yeah, we the Republican. Her, Republican guns. shoots guns. Uh, hey, listen, live your life, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Uh, I grew up in Texas. I love shooting guns. What do you think of Louis C.K. coming back? I didn't see that he was, but I figured it was a matter of time before he did. It's tw- it's uh it's trending on Twitter. Oh, okay. So this is brand new. This is fresh announcement. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, it's trending on Twitter. No, he, he did a show last night. Where at? At uh, the Comedy Cellar. Okay. Got a standing ovation, and a lot of people are very angry, as you can imagine. Sure. Some people are defending him. Michael Ian Black defended him. Saying, you know, well, I didn't defend him, but said, you know, it's all about redemption and give it, you know. Totally. I mean, that's the thing. We love tearing people down in this country. It's our favorite thing to do. If you rise, we want to find some way to tear you down. But then we love a comeback. We love you to rise from the ashes. If people are upset about it, it's because they feel like it's too soon. That's what a lot of girls said. It's a lot of female comics are angry about it. Uh, some, some male comics. But then it's but like, well, how, just, well, how ju- long ju- do they need to wait for your permission? Julian McCullough you know? tweeted about uh-huh. it, saying it was bullshit. That it was people need to walk out and comics need to band together. And I don't know. I mean, look, my feeling is I believe in second chances. Yeah. And what he did was wrong. Was morally fucked up. Was it illegal? No. Uh, and if we're gonna give Sean Penn a second chance. Who like beat up Madonna uh, yeah. or some of the other people? Which I don't, you know, or Chris Brown, Kobe Bryant, you know, sure. Kobe Bryant, yeah, you know what he, what Louis C.K. did compared to what uh, Chris Brown did, yeah, uh, I would say not even in the same. Well, Louis, he got permission to jerk off of those girls, right? He asked them, or did he just come out of the room? No, generally he'd be like, "Do you mind if I t- do? You mind if I jerk off?" And they they thought he was kidding. I guess was what it really was. Yeah, that, until he took all his clothes off and started <laughs> masturbating. So I'm not defending what he did. At the same time, like I think I believe in redemption, and and uh, and also this like thing of like go away. Look, if you go away for. Three years versus two years or a year. Like, when's the right amount of time to go away anyway? I right, mean, exactly. Like, who's now? Okay, you're not happy with it. Okay, so how long does he have to stay away then? Yeah. If you're not happy, if you say it's too soon, well, then give us a number. Yeah. You know, it'd be like an- at least another year. Okay, then in another year, you can't complain. <laughs> right. You but, know? Also, but not that he has to adhere to that. I'm just like, saying. But like, also, that's like weird because some people, you know, like, there are kids that, like, okay, some kids, you tell them, don't do that, and it takes them five minutes to get it. 
Yeah. Other times you tell them for six years and they still don't get it. So it's not even like the amount of time you go away is necessarily going to be equivalent to the amount of like what you did wrong. Right. And, and like there's this. some people that are, there's no amount of time that's going to be enough. They're going to want them to just be away, you know, pu- being punished forever. Yeah. But you know, you have to keep in mind that it'll be your turn too one day and you'll hope that people cut you a break. I mean, that's the thing. We go around treating these people like it could never happen to us. Like we're all so fucking perfect that there's no dirt that could ever come back to haunt us. Well, get famous, motherfucker, yeah. and we'll find out real fast. Because the second fame starts coming your way, you start thinking about all the shit you need to delete. Yeah, you know. That's why Not, if I become famous, we have to just erase this entire podcast. That's what I'm saying. Internet. Exactly. Like, because then they go through all your shit with a fine dude comb, and they're gonna find something like on the, you too. The Guardians of the Galaxy director, they yeah. went deep into his Twitter, like yeah. deep, and he made jokes. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. It's yeah, like, he was trying to be. He was trying to be shocking. He was and shock comedy is almost like people just don't get shock comedy now. Mm-hmm. Like it never existed. It's like no, this was a legitimate form of comedy up until about a year ago. You know, or two and years ago. And that's the whole thing. It's like, you have to look in intent, right? I, the intent is to make you laugh. Yeah. Okay, that was the point. A lot of times you fail at that. Well, and, and the other thing subjective. is he wasn't a comedian. If it's a comedian, then there's a, it's a little bit easier to see mm-hmm. that it's comedy. When you're just a person and it's taken out of context and you just see all these man-boy love jokes all over the place, all you see is a pattern that to you adds up to, oh, this guy's a fucking sicko, which maybe in the end we find out that that is true. But it's out of context that it looks that way. In context, maybe he would that was his go-to shock joke. I just hate the fact that like for comics you know you make 10 jokes and two of them are going to work usually if you're a good comic maybe three in terms of new material which means like seven of them don't work okay and now we're taking away the ability to fail right it's every joke that you say must be a a perfect joke otherwise right that doesn't offend anybody and then that has no knives on it no thorns even today when i tweeted out like the page van zandt uh, Rachel Ostovich and I said if that fight you know the first time that a guy applies you know Vaseline to himself right right now females were laughing their asses off they were the ones running hot, female fighters especially but I go I know it's only a matter of time before someone says yep. you're a sexist pig that's not right we're, these are female athletes you have a daughter all this shit that like f- and, and it's like yes but those are all true but it doesn't mean you can't make a fucking joke yeah. about two smoking hot girls fighting each other who post all the time provocative pictures of themselves right. on the internet. It, it be, yeah, it you becomes know? again, it's out of context and so and people just and they, there's the thing is you give everybody a voice and that's the way it's I always mean, going they, to be. And this is what we want to do. Do we want to start like it's like we're working backwards. We're working to become a country where humor is illegal. It's like it's like we're going okay. We're going the other way. We're going to Saudi Arabia. We're yeah. like if you offend anyone, you get fucking stoned to death. Is yeah, that- there was a time where they wanted us to be edgy, and that was the thing. Now, if you're edgy, it's like why? Oh, I have a friend that has that, and I do this that does that. You know, and it's like you don't. And it's, oh, oh, how many times do you get where I think you're hilarious, but the people I work with are going to get upset, so we're not going to book you. Instead, we're going to book a comic who's going to make nobody laugh, but no one's going to get upset. No one's going to. Well, and when it comes to corporate comedy, that is the achievement. Yeah. The achievement in corporate comedy is not funny. The achievement in corporate comedy is not offending anyone. And if you can do that, you can make a fortune in corporate comedy. It's the worst. And then people leave and go, that was horrible. 
uh, I didn't laugh. Right. And I don't want to come back to any of these events. Uh, anyway, so that's that's that. Uh, so uh, the Ultimate Fighter is coming this week, which is weird because they picked a bunch of 35-pounders to fight in the new 45-pound division, and the goal is to eventually fight Cyborg. I thought there's so, heavyweights. Well, heavyweights for the men. Oh, yeah. The 45-pound female division. But they picked a bunch of girls like Penny Kanzad and some other people that like were getting beat at 135. Yeah. So how are they going to do at 145? It's just strange. Strange. So it's, there, it's two fights. Cyborg. Because I thought Cyborg was going to fight Amanda Nunes right now. Uh, what? I thought Cyborg was going to fight she Amanda. Is, she is. But eventually they're trying to make a, a 45. A oh, yeah. It's just hard. I mean, It just seems like there wouldn't be a lot of 145 women just in general that are that fit. They're I better mean, off making a 105-pound division. There's a lot more Yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, but, you get a ton of 105. But, here, but here's the problem with that. And that the problem isn't with me because if it was up to me, I'd be like, yeah, 105, 15, 25, 35, and I think 45 should just be considered heavyweight. And anybody, anybody over 145, fuck, Gabby Garcia is the fucking champion. I don't care. Yeah. 205. Mm-hmm. She can fight a uh, make freak show fights one right above. The problem is, is the way that like for some reason, if you probably look at the percentage rise, and I could be wrong here. Okay, if I'm wrong, please send me the statistics. But I believe there's less knockouts in the 115 pound division females than there are in other divisions. So they go, okay, if we go 105 pound, there's going to be a lot of 15 minute fights, less knockouts, and that's going to be. Let people are less happy watching it. Uh, well, that's true. Because they're not going to be able to hurt each other. And then watching it, people go, okay, now I'm tuning out because I just saw a great 15-minute fight, but nobody got knocked out. Right. And the average viewer wants to watch knockouts, which is why heavyweight contending is so good. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the stats are... By the way, i got to give maybe a shout Maybe you just make them a one-rounder. <laughs> really? Yeah. By the way, i got to give a shout-out to Alyssa Garcia, who went over the weekend over in Ryzen. You know Alyssa. Uh, she's our co-host. Our yeah, co-host yeah. She kicked some girl's fucking head off. And, uh, nice. Yeah, 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 happy for her. Happy for her. Yeah, yeah, make it like one seven-minute round in the 105 division. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got to figure something out because I, I think there's enough 105 pounders. At the very least, someone's going to get tired They got to get choked they, out. What they got to do is they got to start doing what Bellator does and even what Invicta does and giving the girls gimmicks, okay? Because that's fun. What do you mean, like tassels or... Like, like when they, like, like, like when they come out, like, like back in the day yeah. when Mayhem would come to the oh, ring right. sure. with yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. nine girl dancers. Sure. So have the female, if, if, if it's the Republican chick fighting Kay Hansen, have her have a gun yeah. and fucking, and make it a little bit more WWE friendly. Right, right. So at least it's entertaining and the fact that y'all get behind it. Like if I'm like, if it's the Trump supporter and you got a bunch of make America great again, girls, people coming out and they're dancing and fucking, I don't know, something's going on. And they're banning pro-choice. Well, I mean, to the other, at least people will be like, that's my girl. You know, but when you have two girls or two men that no one knows and one's wearing blue shorts, one's wearing red shorts and they look alike or they're from Brazil or they're from Europe and I can't tell the fucking difference because it's, you know, uh, Enrique Iglesias versus fucking Demetrius fucking Calabasas and I go, I don't know who the fuck these people are. I cannot relate. Right. Give me some, make it fun. And I know Dana doesn't want that. I was going to say, because they're trying to be a legitimate fighting organization. Not the fighting is legitimate. Right, but I think they're trying to not be But like they're trying that. to have their... Yeah, but they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. If you're going to do that, then you can't have CM Punk there. Well, boxing's had a lot of that stuff, so, I mean, and I don't know fun. why they couldn't. It's yeah, I mean, I mean when, when Prince Nassim Ahmed would fly into the fucking ring in a f- magic carpet, yeah. and he, which he would, right? And, and I remember on Halloween, he would knock out dancers. He would have knock out goblins to Thriller, okay? <laughs> I'm like, this guy's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I think they should have that. 
I, I think they should have, because give more gimmicks. So Bruce Buffer is in a fight with Nate Diaz. What? He, yeah. Have you heard about this? No. So, all right. So what happened was Bruce Buffer basically said to Nate that, that Nate Diaz should be bowing down to Dana White for promoting him and making him rich and making him, you know, making him $57 million or however, he, however much he has, right? That's what, uh, that, that's, what it, that's what he says. So then Nate Diaz, I guess they call it clap back. As, uh, oh, now it's clap back? Okay. Yeah, well, it's been a clap back for a while. Okay. but uh, so many names. So Nate Diaz comes back at Bruce Buffer, which I kind of understand. Uh, so, Nate, oh, so this is the fighting version of a diss track? What? Yeah, uh, hold on. Nate Diaz. clap back? Hit up Speedweed. All right. Nate Diaz says, I need some weed out here. I just said, hit up. Okay, so Nate Diaz writes, uh, Bruce Buffer, what the fuck? Get off the UFC nuts. You bowing down right now, telling me to bow down? Fuck that. You keep bowing down. I bow down to no one ever for all the money in the world. So that's what Nate well, Diaz I mean, wrote. I mean, we're talking about the difference between a fighter <laughs> and, I mean, Bruce Buffer's a company man. So then Bruce Buffer writes back, with all due respect, Nate, that is not what I meant by saying the word bow. I meant it as a sign of respect, as in when greeting someone, not a sign of submission, as I never expect you to do that for anyone. I think that's uh, a stupid argument. Uh, I was going to say, you really tried to back out of that one. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't kill me. Just don't kill me. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, now it's bow? I mean, that, that sounds like a... Uh, bow, like as hello? Like hanging like out a, with one whole cock too much. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who do you think? I mean, I think that you got to give the Diaz brothers. Although I, I have to admit, though, if I said something like that and then Nate Diaz directly responded to me too, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Not like that, Nate. <laughs> no, come on. You're the, I, I meant it like you know, like we're friends and we bow. And, uh, <laughs> you know, let's go to you know, we're gonna go to to uh, you know this. Yeah, he house. probably didn't think it was gonna it was gonna blow up. He probably didn't. And then to have Nate, you don't want Nate. You don't want to be in his crosshairs. No. So I, I would have, I have to say, I would have, I can't say I would have done any different if not, I, if not just made a video of me bent over with my asshole in the air going, please don't fuck me. You know, like, I mean, I mean, that's you really just, that? Nate, Nate Diaz said to you, I want to fight Greg Wilson. If I see you, you're fucking dead. What would you do? I think I'd be like, dude, I didn't even know Nate Diaz knew who I was. <laughs> And really? then I'd be like, whatever I did, Nate, I'm so very sorry. I'm just kidding. Would you, yeah, would you make a video? If he said to you... I'd make like, a video of me going, I'm from San Jose. That's like right next to Stockton, bro. We're buddies. You're from Texas. <laughs> no, I was raised in Texas. I was born in San Jose, California. Now, if he said to you, I'm going to beat the shit out of you every day for the next 30 years, or you got to put a dildo up your ass to put it on camera, what would you do? I think I'd move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what would you do? I'm, He's considering move. the dildo. I'm considering That's the That's the difference. I'm immediately going, would I rather move to Mexico or Canada? I'll move to Canada. He's like, how big is the dildo? Well, there's, there's the whole aspect of the whole world seeing it now, seeing my video. I don't want the world to see my video, dude. Yeah, Only if he can see it. He's definitely posting your video. Yes, yes, deal brick. I'll probably just move to Canada with you. Thank you, exactly. We'll be in Canada. That's what happened with, with like Joe Francis. You hear about that? Like, uh, yeah. The guy made him put a video of him... Uh, putting a dildo up his ass yeah. and then try to extort him and the whole thing. The guy from Girls Gone Wild and 
He had a lot of angry dads after him. I'm surprised, you know, that's the worst that happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of dads that wanted to kill him. You know what else happened over the weekend in the the bare knuckle card? What's that? Our boy, well, not our boy, Charles Bennett, Crazy Horse Felony. Oh, yeah, he 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 broke his hands, right? He broke both of his hands in the fight. And you can tell because he, like... It was a TKO because he couldn't fight anymore. He fell to the ground. I think he broke his right hand in the fourth round. And you can tell because he just started to do open hand slaps. And he was like in an excruciating Was he pain. winning? Uh, I think it was pretty close. But at that point, it was like. That's what they like, say. You, got, you can't throw as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. And then the, like, the fifth round, he just threw like a left hook or something. And he was, like, he just shattered. He was like screaming in pain. Yeah. And he just ran directly back into the, the locker rooms. It's, like, wow. it's over. It's like, yeah, I'm done, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but. David Carr crazy. broke his pinky and did that. He ran off the football field. And really? Ran. Yeah. Last season. He was the last season or season before, but he broke his pinky. Like the ball getting hiked to him mm-hmm. went up and broke his pinky, mm-hmm. and he just grabbed his hand and ran off the field. My, my partner today in Muay Thai was this huge guy. I'm like, you ever play pro football? He's like, yeah, for the Saints for one year. And <gasps> I'm like holding the pads for him to kick me in the leg. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great. Boy, he's going to kick you in the next week. <laughs> but bye. Listen, people, I got to talk to you about something. Sexual performance issues, more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. That's you, Joe, all right? Yeah. Listen, 40% of men by age 40 struggle from being to not be able to uh, get and maintain an erection. That's the worst. You finally, you get it up, you're excited, you're ready to go, and there's nothing women or men don't like more than, well, there's probably something's more, but than having a limp penis in them, okay? Yes. It's, it's not good. It, it, you're it, pushing it, rope. You're pushing rope. They're like, what's wrong with you? This and that's a whole conversation. Then it's, it ruins the moment, okay? Well, listen. We got a solution, 4hims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Yes, there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, no lines. You save hours by going to 4hims.com, answer a few quick questions, and chat with a doctor for confidential review. They connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Listen, no in-person doctor visits, not anymore. It's erectile without the dysfunction. Hard, made, easy. Say hello to your little friend. So try Hims for a month today for just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to hims.com/mmaroastedd. That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/mmaroastedd. Forhims.com/mmaroastedd. Nice. Yes. Uh, now we are calling our boy. So. This guy, uh, really, really good fighter. He's coming across a, uh, his first loss in the UFC, but he's, a, he's tough as hell. He's got a fight coming up. Uh, and he's a, uh, he's a buddy of mine, uh, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, uh, Jared uh, Flash Gordon, uh, you got you to gotta check him out. Uh, he's gotta, he, he actually switched camps. He's now trained with Duke Rufus in Milwaukee. He went from New York to Milwaukee, which I think is a, a big change. You know, I, I think there's probably less distractions in Milwaukee than New York. What do you think? Uh, yeah, just a few. <laughs> Have you ever been to Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Milwaukee's great. You know what the weirdest thing about Milwaukee is? is first of all, these people love to drink. Oh, God. And they have bars, pubs on every single corner. It's one of the few places where you'll find there are definitely more bars than churches. And the weirdest thing, my favorite thing about Milwaukee is pickled eggs. Pickled eggs? Yeah. At the bar, they'll have a giant thing of like pickle brine with a bunch of hard-boiled eggs in mm-hmm. it. And really? you can get pickled eggs with your beer. And they don't have this other places, man. But if you've never tried it, try it. It's like 
awesomely disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're eating, you're like, oh, who fucking thought of this? And then you're like, let me get two more and another pint of beer. It's weird. It's del- it's strangely delicious. Damn. And also disgusting at the same time. <laughs> like, I've never been anywhere else and been like, you guys got to get pickled eggs. But if you already have them, I'm definitely going to have one. I didn't know this thing. I never heard of it. It's that They have it all over the uh, Wisconsin. They love it up there. That's pretty cool. I, I, was, I, I did a... Uh Oh, my phone turned off. Uh, I, yeah, I, I did a. There used to be a, a strip club that had a comedy club on the weekends, and then they. But then at the end, they'd have male a male dancer review. With nothing more like, kind of sad than like seeing like six people at your comedy show, and all of a sudden the male dancers come out and like ninety women show up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've had that. Happen. Where did, I, did you do that in Vegas at no, the Sapphire? No, I did that at the uh, at the strip club in, in Milwaukee called Silk. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, because they have a comedy club like downstairs yeah, or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been dying to do that ever since I went because I went to the strip club and there was a and I was like, "You have a comedy club attached to your strip I club?" That, yeah. I wanted to reach out to them and be like, "Listen, if you want all your money to stay in the building, you need to book me." They try to do that. Yeah, they they, they try to get you to spend all your money. on the I show. would totally do that. There was a lot of attractive women there. Yeah, yeah. I saw one that was supremely out of like her. I'll get a lab dance from her, then I'm going home. So I'm calling. Uh, Can you get me in over there? Yeah. Uh, it. it did it close down? Yeah, it didn't pay, it paid like... Oh, I'm sure it was garbage. Yeah, it was not It was not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me... But yeah, um, I've been to that place because I was doing some colleges up there. And then, you know, after the college, you're not supposed to hang out with them at all. Like, oh, it used yeah, to be that's... back in the day, you could hang out with the kids and, you know, whatever. They, you know, they would have little parties. You could go to the party, whatever. Now, you need to do your show, pack up your stuff, and leave. Yeah. And yeah. so you find yourself in these towns with nothing to do and can't hang with the kids, can't go to, you know, any of the campus events. So it's like, well, I guess I'll go to a local bar over here and try and find adults. And, oh, it's a strip club? Fine, I'll go to the strip club. You know, the kids aren't going to be in there. So... It's a it's a very different landscape now. I right, always so want to go to a strip club. You never been to one? Just jumbos. That's it. Oh, that's not jumbos a strip is club. fun though, that's but it fun. is a real strip club. It's it is fun. A, yeah. But it is fun. It is a lot of fun. That's not really a strip club. There's one actually in uh, in Atlanta that makes jump. That it has like the women are like 90 years old, and they 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 crush beer cans with their boobs. They all have like hairy vaginas in like Atlanta. It's like the best worst strip club in the world. I was there and I look over. And Bill Murray's there with Woody Harrelson. Hey, what's up? What's going on? It's Chaz Skelly. How are hey, you? How you? It's doing? Adam Hunter. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's everything going, buddy? You're on the MA Roasted Podcast. Me, Ween Dog, Greg Wilson. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. How you doing? Good. What's new? Oh, not too much. I'm just uh, here at Petco getting, getting a guard for my clippers because my girlfriend uh, butchered my dog's hair. Oh, so, gotta get that taken care of. <laughs> that's that's very nice of you. And how's everything going with the? You had the girlfriend for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For forever, for too long. We're like in the ten year engagement. Wow, ten years? No, eight. But I mean, it's close enough. Now, does she want a ring? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't want to be married to me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> why? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so how you guys doing? Uh, doing we're doing good, man. Just working hard. Uh, I remember you reached out to me that you wanted to be a comedian, and you were thinking about doing comedy. Yeah. Did you ever get up on stage and do it? I haven't done it yet. No, I haven't done it yet. I keep. Uh, I've always kept like in my in my phone, like the notepad of my phone. I'm always scared to, that I'm going to lose my phone because anytime I. 
anytime I think of something that I think is funny, I always write it in my notepad on my phone. So, so that I can like, when I do a stand up skit, I'll have some material to like pull from. Well, when I go back and look at it, I'm always like, I write it down. Then I go back and look at it the next day. It's usually when I'm drunk. I don't know. I don't know why I do it when I'm drinking, but I go back and look at it the next day. And it's always just the most fucked up shit. Like, That's okay, know. man. You gotta. I don't really know. You gotta just do it. First of all, you got. You gotta just do it. Every, the biggest mistake people that want to do comedy. I think is that they wait for the right time. They're like, oh, I'm going to do it. I want to do it. But really, it takes three, four, five, ten years to be good. So whatever you do that first time isn't really going to matter because you're not even going to use that within like a, a couple months. But it's just getting up there. It's like saying, I want to I be a black belt, but I don't want to roll. Well, no, you have to go on the mat. The most important thing is, is getting on the mat. And then worry about being a black belt and beginning jiu-jitsu. It's really just about, all about that first time and just getting yourself to do it because... So much of it is being comfortable on stage, and that just comes from stage time. So uh, yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll, uh, what I'll do is I'll set a goal for myself to after my next fight. Maybe I'll say, you know, within a, a month of my after my next fight, I'll I'll get up there and at least do like an, an open mic, get my feet wet, and then start. Yeah, why not? Start trying to do it a little bit because I really wanted. I've always wanted to do it. So I mean, I'm going to. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you based out of now? I'm in South Florida right now, so uh, here at uh, Hard Knock 365, it's in, it's, it's in Fort Lauderdale with Henry Hoop and Greg Jones are the coaches there. Oh, nice. And uh, Kami, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Right. So. You know, I, I was looking at your high school wrestling record. You were 164 and 3, uh, which is wow. insane. And then you were a junior college All-American. All uh, I'm surprised you didn't win the nationals as uh, as in a junior college. Were you close? Uh, well, I was actually an uh, NAIA All American. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I never wrestled JUCO, but you know, I with, as far as wrestling is concerned in college, I transferred around a lot. I transferred around like three times, and uh, I just kind of screwed myself there because only went to the national tournament that once. I was actually, I think I was ranked second. That year, I was beating a kid by like eight or ten points with probably ten seconds left in the match, and uh, I got I got a little high riding legs. He stuck my head over and, uh. and rolled through, and they called it called a quick pin there. And so, um, actually, the only kid in NAIA that had beat me that year, and that that my freshman year of college, I had beaten the two time Division two national champ. The only person who had beaten me, NAIA kid who had beat me, was the returning national champ from the year before. And he lost like a freak. He lost too earlier in the tournament. Wow! And so it's pretty much I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I got this shit. And then I end up in the quarters or something, getting sucked over and and stuck with like ten seconds left in the match. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That kind of sucked, but I'm you know uh, transferring around kind of screwed me. Just being ineligible, you know, I I didn't get to uh, compete at nationals. Why did, just the one time? So why did you transfer so much? Oh, you know, I was just, I'm kind of a gypsy, you know? I mean, I like to, I'm a shaker and a mover, baby. I always, I don't know, it's hard for me to stay still. I like to, when I was in college, I went to a school in Missouri. I, I didn't even think I was going to wrestle at first in college, you know, coming out of high school. Uh, you know, I had just been done. I wrestled since I was four years old. And I was like, yeah, you know, I might be done. Last minute, I decided to wrestle. That's how I ended up at NAI school. Um, like very last minute, and then I transferred from there to OU because I wanted to wrestle at Division One school, 
and then transferred from OU to Colorado because I wanted to move to Colorado and live there. Wait, what and happened now? Now, the now, now what, what happened when you went to OU at uh, and uh, D one? How did you make the squad? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I made it. It was good. Uh, it was fun. I just, you know, I was there, and it, to be honest with you, I had a, I had a long time girlfriend from high. I had a girlfriend all through high school, and and she was playing volleyball up in Colorado too, and so. I was like, well, you know, I don't. I didn't really care. I just wanted. To, they had a wrestling team. They offered me a scholarship right out of high school. Uh, and uh, the Division Two was Division Two school. The kid who had beaten the kid who I beat, the two-time Division Two national champ that I beat my freshman year, beat their guy for first. That's who. That's who he wrestled in the final. So I was like, oh yeah, I can go there and wrestle. I mean, I don't really care. Uh, I just I, kind of have always had that attitude, like, oh yeah, I'll go. I, I just kind of make, when I was younger especially, last-minute decisions and just up and move because that's kind of what I like to do. You know, I'm kind of, like I said, a little bit of a gypsy, so whatever. If, if I was your coach, I would have killed you. I would be so pissed to have, like, a kid like you on the team and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm going to leave to go with my girlfriend who plays volleyball. I'd be like, oh, my God. Right? Oh, yeah. Definitely wasn't a popular decision <laughs> for sure, but <laughs> I did it anyways. Now, now your last fight, you were on a, um, a two-fight winning streak. You beat good guys. You beat Max Blanco. You beat Chris uh, Gutzmacher, who's also a, a really good fighter. You lost to Jason Knight. Uh, was that surprising? Was J- uh, Jason Knight surprise you? Did he? Was he? Because he's a very awkward fighter. Were you worried about his jujitsu, and you kind of overlooked his uh, striking? No, 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 no. I, he didn't. He didn't surprise me. I, I mean, I watched the film on him. I, I knew what he was bringing to the table. I actually. To be honest with you, going in, I thought I was better everywhere. I wasn't worried about his jiu-jitsu, and I wasn't worried about his striking, To be really. I mean, I knew my wrestling was a lot better. I just, uh, you know, I don't like to make excuses. I mean, it's, it's a fight, and I got caught. I, but, you know, the very first minute of the first round, uh, I broke my arm and tore the major ligaments in my, my right arm. Uh, uh, I had Tommy John surgery. That's why I've been out for so long after I... Uh, I uh, had Tommy John surgery, like what pitchers get, you know, yeah. normally. Yeah. And then uh, it put me out for, I feel like it's been almost a year and a half now. So, <sighs> yeah, no, I just kind of kind of got hurt there early. And then and then he, he did a really good job, though. He, with that rubber guard, he came up high. And it was kind of a freak deal because I was, I was going to do a uh, – I knew he was a rubber guard guy, so I want to keep my – you know, pressure. If I was, if my posture was broken, I want to keep my face over his face. But I'm a standing pass guy, so when I took him down, I ended up in his guard, and uh, I was just going to stand up out of it and start my passing game. Well, when I went to stand up out of it, I left my arm dangling a little bit, and he just like hipped in really hard, and my elbow was right on his cub, and just pop, 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 pop. It was like bubble wrap with my arm, and uh, yeah, just tore everything in my in my elbow. So. Kind of, kind of, kind of the way it works sometimes in this sport. But he fought a great fight. You don't want to take anything away from him. I mean, the guy broke my arm and then, and then TKO'd me. So fuck. So you had to fight a three round fight with a broken arm. Yeah, and I don't think that was what really did it. It was uh, tearing the those major ligaments in my out because I couldn't even. There were parts I, like when I went back and watched the film. You know, I'm like lifting my hand up to my face and like trying to, <laughs> like I had I didn't have much in my right hand. You know, now, like no strength at all. Now what's so. now? But you're such a fighter. Like what's now? A lot of guys, 
you know, they would have just quit or tapped or told their corner, like throwing the towel. I fucked up my elbow. I, I, my, my elbow, my ligaments are gone. But what's going through your head? You're like, I can beat this guy with one arm? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, not, not necessarily that, but it was just uh, I, I wanted to win. You know, I was like, I could still win this fight. Uh, I knew that my wrestling was a lot better. Um, unfortunately, there was a time I had him up against the cage. I just couldn't use my right arm. I could, couldn't really seal the deal on that takedown. But, um, you know, I went, I went in the corner, and in between the first and second round, I told Henry, I said, I told Henry Hoops, I said, you know, uh, my arm's broken. And he's like, you know, go out there and just show him how tough you are. Let's, you know, just stay in his face and do it. Yep, that's what we're gonna have to do. So, uh, I don't know. You know, I, mean, I never. It was never an option for me to quit. I never thought. You know, maybe I should just throw in the towel. But I did think. I did think I had a shot to win that fight. So, I mean, I thought I did pretty good. I almost actually had him out of there at the end of the second round. I felt like so. Yeah, I mean, it's just no, uh, totally, totally. Whatever. Now, now, uh, so okay. So it's been a year and a half. Are you back to training 100? percent yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back training, training hard, and and up uh, here just getting my ass kicked by all these young, <sighs> young studs. Do you have a fight lined so, up? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm probably not supposed to tell anybody because, uh, but somebody found out and blasted all over Twitter yesterday. So I'm fighting uh, a guy named um, Bobby Moffitt. And, oh yeah, uh, I know him. Denver on November 10th. Yeah, Bobby's trains out of the lab, Arizona, uh, LFA guy, tough guy, really tough guy. We just won on the Contender Series. Uh, yeah, that's going to be in Colorado. That's, good, that's a good fight. Good for you. Not a guy to be overlooked. Bobby Moffitt's tough. Bobby Moffitt's a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's tough. He's tough. And uh, I've watched his film and, you know, I mean, I do believe this is a fight that I should win, obviously. Um, but... Yeah, he's a tough guy. Definitely not overlooking him. Can't overlook anybody. And he's got a good, he's got some good submissions. You know, he, he likes to wrestle. He's got some good submissions. Um, so, but, you know, for me, fortunately for me, I feel like uh, a lot of what he does on the ground, a lot of the submissions that he does on the ground, I also, there's submissions that I like as well. So yeah. it's kind of one of those deals, you know, when you're good at something, you're also generally pretty good at not getting hit with it because, you know, you kind of know the intricacies of it. So now, how are you going to prepare for the co- high elevation in Colorado? Um, well, you know, I I kind of talk. I talked to a, a doctor, a guy. His name's Doug, but he is always with the team, always around the team. He's like a nutritionist doctor. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some things. Some um, I don't. He he ordered me a bunch of shit. I haven't even got it yet. I think I don't think I have to start taking it until about six weeks out. Um, just like, uh, foods, food, like food vitamins that can, can help, uh, help with the elevation. I guess, I don't know, maybe bring more oxygen to your blood or something. And I've got, I'm working with a bar with strength conditioning over here. I mean, they got, they're going to put me through a program. I'm, do, I'm actually doing like a blood flow restriction stuff. Like basically they put this shit around my arms and legs and, while I'm training and it, it restricts the blood flow. Wow. Uh, while you're training and then it's hard, it, it sucks, but it, that's supposed to help out a lot. So we'll that's see how it goes. And then also I've got my other strength and issue coach, Corey. 
so I just, I'm conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I want my cardio to be at an all-time high. You know, I'll be out there the week before the, they send us out on Tuesday, so I'll work out the whole week of the, the whole week of the fight when they send us out. I'll be all right. That's awesome. By the way, you got killers. Because like, we, we had Logan Storley on the uh, podcast last week. That guy's a monster, right? Is that one of your training partners? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan. Yeah, he's a good dude. He, he's a killer. Yeah, you got him. You got Eddie Alvarez. You got uh, Chandler, right? Well, yeah. Uh, Chandler comes down, comes and goes. Uh, you know, Michael Johnson's here. This is like uh, Desmond Green, Michael Johnson, Nick Lentz. These are people who are on my way. Me. Um, Andre Sukuntel, uh, there's a kid named Adam Borks. He's a, he's a Bellator fighter that he's, he's a stud, man. You got to watch out for him. Um, he was supposed to fight that Gallagher kid and, and then Gallagher pulled out. Right, 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 but right, Adam, right. Adam's got a fight coming up too. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, other people that come in and out like Brazilians and, and, uh, and stuff like that that come in and out that, oh, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, oh, wow. Gilbert Burns is here and Michael Johnson. Yeah. And so we've got a stable of really, really, really good guys around my way. And even the upper weight, I mean, we have a ton of crazy good guys at the upper weights too. So, you know, I mean, we have plenty of plenty of training partners. That's great. That's great. Now, um and you, and your your uh, your girls with you in uh Florida? Yeah. Mhm. And yep. so you guys been there for 8 years. 8 years she's been with you. She's been with you for the high and the and then she supported you the last year and a half. She's been taking care of your bills and taking care of you and loving you and giving you blowjobs and everything. Oh, of course, you know blowjobs are a must. Yes, but yeah, we did a pretty good job at did a pretty good job at uh, you know saving. I had a fight bonus and I've, you know like you said, I went on a four fight win streak, lost one. Went on a two fight win streak, lost one. So you know as I've been winning money, we did a really good job at like saving money. But also traveling, you know, we like to travel, so saving money and, and traveling, and it's, so we've we've been okay, you know, as far as like being out. But but now is definitely the time to uh, get another fight. When you start, when you see your saved up money start to just deplete from the old bank account, that's yeah, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta start, you gotta get back in there, you know. And then, what does the wife do, or the girlfriend do? Uh, she does uh, billing and coding, like med- medical billing and coding. Nice. She's probably super hot, yeah, right? Do what? She's probably super hot. Oh, she's uh, she's average at best. Average at best. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's gonna love hearing this. Average at best. <laughs> Jesus. Now, did, now, did she support your decision to become a a, a comedian? Do does she support? Yeah. Decision to become a comedian. I I don't know. Uh, I think. I'm not sure that she likes it when I tell jokes because I always bring our personal life into it, so probably not. All right, so what are some of the things you've been writing down? Uh, tell us. we got two comedians, me and Greg. Greg teaches, yeah. a, Greg teaches an online comedy course. What's it called? Uh, the Comedy Institute. The Comedy Institute. Give us some of the examples of some of your, of your, your bits. Uh, hold on one second. Just gotta look at the phone. Gotta look at yeah. the notes. That's right, good. You want to get your notes together? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Can hear you. So, so like sometimes I just sometimes I'll just remember things, you know, like especially when we're drinking and stuff. Right. So it'll be, what's up? It? So it'll be, 
let's see. I don't have my actually. To be perfectly honest, I don't have my. This is a brand new phone. We literally oh, got a new on. phone like last week. Boo. So my notes are on the other phone, but yes. I, can, I know some stuff that I wrote down right, okay. last time because I because right, I looked at it. Um, so when Stephanie and I very first started dating, uh, you know how you know how like uh, you know we started we were experimenting with things. Not very first started dating. We've been dating you know a couple years or whatever, and we started experimenting with new things. We heard uh, we heard that. Uh, electricity was good in bed, you know, so like when you, like people always use like, some people use a little electricity on their nipples and some people, whatever, so we were young, we used to, she used to have this taser, she had this like pink yep. like stun gun taser that she always used to fuck with all of us, we'd get drunk and she'd run around chasing us around with it and stuff Yep, just fucking around so one night we get the bright idea, we go out, we get all wasted, we get the bright idea I'm like, alright, Stephanie I've heard electricity is like excellent in bed for both people. I was like, so this is what's going to happen. We're going to get going. And then when I'm about to, when I'm about to come, I want you to fucking shock me with it. I want you to, I want you to hit me with it and see what happens. Right. So we get going. <laughs> she pulls the taser. We get going. She pulls the taser out. And I'm like, all right, hit me with it. And then she just, I thought, that she was gonna like stun me, maybe like in the ass sheet, just for a second. Like, yeah. This bitch reaches around and stuns me right in my gooch and holds it. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It had the exact opposite effect of what I thought was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna be like this glorious thing. I just pulled out and went limp. Oh my god! She tased your dick. That's crazy. That that my gooch. But my gooch, like in between your, your balls. Oh, oh, your taint. She tased your taint. She tased your taint. Wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, good aim. That uh, <laughs> that takes some effort right there. I like to call it a gooch. Like, yeah, that's, I was like, I was, like, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, does he mean his dick, his balls, that's his pubes? Ridiculous. Have you she, ever, that's insane. So then, what did you do? You, you were did you of, shit yourself at all? Were or you in severe it? pain? Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> It was awful. Worst thing, <laughs> worst thing's ever happened. Yeah, I like that story. I like that story. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I think that's good. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Good for you, Chaz. Well, you know, so like, so like, I write this stuff down. Like when I remember stuff like this, I write it down and I write it in my notes. And I'm like, how? It's all about the delivery, obviously. So you can't like. How do I turn that into a joke? That's the thing. Uh, there's like, a lot. Of, I, there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different. A lot of different ways. I mean, you have to have like the premise being like, you know, don't always believe what you hear or something. You know, exactly. Kinda, let's, 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 can I take this one? Out? Go on, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, first of all, we have to define what the initial punchline is because here's the thing: like, you, it has to become real material, which means you have to have a punchline in the beginning. Then you have to have punchlines along the way, and then you want to end with your big climactic moment, which you've got. So you have the big climactic moment, and what you kind of want to do is find out what's funny about that and make that your opening punchline. So, I mean, you could literally, uh, you know, test out something like starting with, um, you ever get electrocuted in the balls? <laughs> and then you'd be like, don't get me wrong, it was an act of love. You know, and then you can work your way through the story like that. So you have to find a way to create the punchline first and then work your way towards the climax of your story. And you also kind of have to have a sense of punchline dynamics. So in other words, you kind of want to take all these little parts in between and have to make those parts funny too. 
Okay. Yeah, punching up the rest of the story because what hap- what'll happen sometimes is if you go and tell that beginning of the story without getting a laugh, people are looking at their watches. Yeah, it just becomes a long walk for a short drink of water. But I mean, you can't take but, but, those but, but, elements. But if you punch up the whole story, and, right? Like, and like every go, don't go two lines without getting a laugh or like a mini laugh or like you shoot like if it was a baseball game, it's like all right, single, double, double, triple. And then home run at the end. Right. And that's so, exactly right. You can't leave too much. Death. But I mean, you learn this as you go along. That's the finished product. You start with this raw material, just like you got right there. But you do need to learn how to take some of these lines and translate them into punchlines so that it's funnier along the whole way. Yeah. But. but I mean, that takes time. And that's something you learn as you go. I mean, uh, you just take each little segment about it like maybe it was your birthday and normally you do this or you do that or you go to you know Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it's a lot. Of, so, it's like fighting. You don't, you, you want to you don't just you got to start with a jab and then come with the right hook. Yeah. Versus just coming with the right hook. <laughs> so, but it's that's a good right. start, man. That's At a, least that's yeah. funny. Well, you know, At so least that's, that's a funny story. That's, that's a great thing. start. Like, really, I got to really put in the time and, and get a good get a good act and then I'll uh, and I'll do it. But I know you know with those as far as like open mics and stuff, that's just. Really, it's just a couple minutes, you know. You just couple, get a couple, couple minutes, minutes so yeah, maybe, and it's just it's just getting just pull out a few, few yeah. jokes, see how it goes, and then yeah, you got it. Start trying to work my way up to a little bit more stage time where I can where I can really work into the major punchlines, you know. Right. Well, right now we got to fight Bobby Moffat. Uh, yeah, that's, do that first, Bobby Moffat, and then uh, part of the victory celebration uh, is doing a show right afterwards. You know. Yep, that's right. Uh, cool. So I'll focus on this fight, and then as soon as the fight's done, I'll. I'm putting together an act. I'm yeah. doing it. All right. So where can people find you, Chas Kelly? Where can people find me? Uh, let's see. At Chas Skelly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's it. Twitter, at Chas Skelly, and the same thing with Instagram. Nice. Got yes. all uniform. Cool. Nice and simple. I love it. Well, good luck, man, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. All right, man. It was good talking to you all. Take care. I like Chaz. Yeah, man. A good kid. That's a wild story. I wonder, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's 100% true. It felt true. I believe it. This kid's yeah. from, kid from Texas. I grew up on the farm. I love that he's like, just, he thought he'd just get a little... He should have defined how much of a taste he was ready for. I can't believe his fucking girlfriend... Like, and I don't she think, just gave it to him right in the tape. I don't, I don't it think sounds my, like she just... <laughs> yeah, I don't think my wife would do that. If I was like, te- you know, tase me in the, in the junk... I, I don't know, wait a few more years. He didn't ask her to tase him in the junk. He just said, tase me, and she just yeah. went straight for the taint. Yeah. Sure, that, that's definitely something you want to really establish your parameters right. before just doing it, you know? Yeah. Seems like to me... I think that's the lesson. Yes. <laughs> hey, is this, is this Jared Gordon? What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, of course, man. Of course. So you recently moved from New York to Wisconsin. Uh, why? You you uh, you just we need to be more bored. What what happened here? <laughs> Uh, one reason and one reason only, and that was to, uh, train at, uh, Rufus Sport. Yep. So. And how's that going for yeah, you? It's really good. Uh, obviously they have a lot of high level, high level guys there and, uh, the training is, um, you know, it's constant and it's always, you know, we have a schedule and everyone's always there, so. It's very consistent, and I don't have to commute on the subways like I was doing in New York. Right. And, you know, I don't have to go gym to gym. Everything's under one roof. I live across the street from the gym, so it's been a lot easier, and the level of 
training partners is a lot higher, and the coaching is is obviously very good. Yeah, I mean, b- uh, before you were the only guy in the UFC at your gym, correct? Uh, I was the only. I was the only guy. No, I had I had other training partners that were in the UFC, um, but a lot of them were also a lot bigger than me, so I couldn't really like spar with them. Uh, but I had like a lot of other high level guys. Um, so I mean, I trained at Henzo Gracie's in Manhattan. So right. we have like uh, that's like the best jujitsu gym on the planet right now. And and I was training at Church Street Boxing, and there was a lot of high level boxers and kickboxers there. So, I mean, I had good training partners, but it was just a pain in the ass going gym to gym to gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, now it's an all-in-one-stop one shop. Have you been training with uh, Anthony Pettis? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, one of my main training partners. Wow. I mean, what's that like? It's great, man. He's, uh, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a world champion for no reason, you know. He, he uh, is really, really good at what he does, and he... You know, like a lot of people think that he just fell off, but that wasn't the case. He, you know, he just like kind of lost the, not the desire, but like he just like kind of was living the championship life, you know? Right. But uh, you're going to see a whole new Anthony and he's going to, he's going to be whipping some ass. And then, uh, and then how's uh, Bilal doing? Bilal's good, man. He's, you know, he's my roommate and. Uh, man, we fucking, am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we go, man, we go back and forth and we, we troll people on Twitter together. We're just <laughs> bored. You know, we, we sit, we train and we come back to the gym and relax for three hours and we'll just like troll people on Twitter and then we'll go back to the gym. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of downtime in between practices. So we have a lot of fun, man. And we just, you know, we bust each other's balls and we bust each other's our teammates' balls, and, you know, we just have fun. People think that we're, like, being malicious towards each other, but it's just all fun and games. No, you know? I like that guy. I like how he went to, like, law school and then and then became a fighter. And his uh, his uh, Palestinian parents wanted to kill him for doing that. Uh, but he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a oh, good, he's a good dude. Really good dude. Is, uh... So, um, hello? Yeah. Now, is, is uh, CM Punk still at the gym? Uh, he's been in there. I see he trained. He's training, but uh, I mean, I don't think he has anything coming up. I haven't heard anything, but we see. I see him. Yeah, um, he took some time off after his last fight, but he uh, he's been in the gym. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, I know, I know people give him a lot of shit, including me. But shit, I mean, the fact that he just he like went for it and still goes for it, I give him a lot of credit. A lot yeah, of credit. Definitely. So, uh, so you're coming off a loss. It was your first loss in, I mean, I don't know how many fights, like eight fights or something, right? Uh, how did uh, you, how did you handle that? Man, I was, uh, I mean, I was really upset, especially like, you know, I got into that street fight and I hurt my <laughs> finger really badly, my hand really badly, and it, uh. You know the re the the wound reopened, and then and then like a week after it reopened, it got re it got really infected. So I have to have it like uh, drained and packed with gauze. So my whole training camp was me shadow boxing and running and uh. kicking and hitting the bags 
with my right hand and, you know, just kicking the bag. So I couldn't, I couldn't grapple. I couldn't spar. It like closed like the week before the fight, but it was still super painful. And I damaged the ligament in my finger. I only have like 50% of my middle finger that actually works right now. Uh. And, um, and then I went into the fight. I, you know, I didn't want to pull out because like, you know, it's just not a good look. And then I got kicked from my nuts twice in the first minute, like really bad. And you know, Ooh, never happened in the first minute, before. I should have taken the five minutes, but I didn't. I was, I just got back in there and, you know, like it sucks, man. Because I really truly believe I beat that guy nine out of 10 times. But, um, no, you definitely did not look like yourself in that fight. I had no idea about the street fight until you posted that. I don't even understand. So you and your buddy and some other guy are hanging out. I don't know if you've seen the footage. And these two guys walk by you, and some words were exchanged. Then they, one guy went to slap your little friend, and then you guys fight these two thugs. At one point, you had a guy in like a Muay Thai clinch, you th- but he kind of throw he kind of pushes you and like throws you through the window kind of you fuck up your complete hand and that guy that you were defending did absolutely nothing and stood there and watched you guys fight those guys correct yeah so i, I actually never even met that kid in my life uh my friend knew him because he was he used to teach the kids jujitsu so those kids came and they started to like they threw that punch at that kid and I'm just standing there because I'm like uh, I didn't know what was going on. But then when my buddy jumped in the middle and the guy like slapped my hand, my friend's hand out of the way and like he postured like he wanted to fight and then that's when I jumped in and then yeah we started fighting and my actually if you watch the video again my friend throws the other kid on the floor and the kid loses his cell phone. And then the kid that we were defending actually runs, picks up the kid's cell phone and runs away with it. <laughs> oh, come on. But isn't that kind of smart? So, like, like I fuck never, you. Yeah, I never met that kid in my life. And uh, I was obviously the most experienced person, uh, you know, when it comes to fighting. And I, and I actually got injured the most. But Damn. unfortunately, off camera, I took the kid down and I was... I was laying elbows into his face. I didn't want to punch a kid with my bare hands because I thought I would, you know, every, if you fight in the street with, you know, no gloves on, you break your hands. I didn't, I didn't want to break my hands. So, but, you know, they didn't get me off camera beating his ass, but it is what it is. And, uh, uh, I, I, in my life, it just seems like everything happens for a reason, so whatever. Uh, so you did beat that kid up real good then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I beat the kid's ass. He was bleeding and... He had a big black eye, like his eyes swelled up really good. And but then, like the, my my barber came out and he ripped me off the kid, and he was, and you know there, he was like, "Yo, you're gonna get arrested," you know. And so I didn't want to, I don't want to get in trouble, and I don't want to kill anyone in the street. If I kill someone, then I'm gonna go to jail. I don't, I don't really want to go to prison again. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of downside to that. Now, yeah. now I know that you, uh, you, you know, it's well documented. You, you've you've had you struggle with drugs, and 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 we, you know we had you on the show before. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, after you lost and, and you got you kind of went into like a dark place, your last fight, was there any moment of like, I should just get high right now and do some drugs? Were you, were you ever tempted by that? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> right? right? Like, that's just natural. And I went backstage, actually. My first reaction was, I said to my coach, I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to join the Marines. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, that's really logical. You know, like, <laughs> that's, that sounds rational, you know. You you you've only 
you know, you just walked out of the cage 10 minutes ago. Maybe you should, like, uh, take a breather. It's funny if there was um, an Army recruiting yeah, guy right I mean, there. Dude, yeah. like, for me, I'm a fucking, you know, like, I didn't just, like, smoke pot. Like, I was, like, a needle-shooting scumbag. <laughs> so, like, for me, like, uh, drugs, it's an, everyday, it's an everyday struggle, you know. So I think about, oh, maybe I should just get high. Like, I probably thought that today already, you know. Like, last night I was, oh, maybe. You know, what if I just did it one more time? It always comes into my head, dude. You know, right. it's never going to go away. But and now I have the tools to uh, to cope with those feelings and, you know, not go back to that. So Good for you, man. That's it's right. It's different than it used to be. Oh, no, no. No, I was I was worried about you because you were kind of like uh, Twitter silent for a little bit. And I was like, fuck, I hope he doesn't relapse or go back to, you know, that. Or, you know, I, I hope, you know, damn it. But I'm happy. Uh, the only thing that I, I've seen you do is fight with that that female boxer who was rolling. So You're like a Twitter. <laughs> there was some, some girl who was like a boxer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a pro, a good boxer. Okay. She was like, oh, I just did jujitsu for six hours today. Uh, I rolled for, I roll for six hours a day. And Jared writes, I, that's a, pretty dumb. You shouldn't be rolling for six hours a day. And then she, they get into some Twitter feud. Like, and <laughs> she's like, you fuck you. And this is what you're a drug addict. All, all this. Like, she goes to that. And then he's like, super rational about it but like hey all i'm saying is as a pro fighter six hours is a little excessive but it became this whole thing on twitter uh who was that girl do you know that girl i mean have you met her she's from new york uh she's from new york she's actually a really good boxer but um she you know obviously women's boxing they don't really make too much money so she decided oh maybe i'll try my hands in mma and She's 0-1. Her she has one draw, and she lost, she drew to a girl that was like three and four. Right. And uh, you know she said so. She put up that post like, "Oh, I roll for six hours a day." So so my original comment was, "You're gonna tell me that you roll for six hours a day?" And then she just went off on me. Oh, you're a lazy piece of shit. That's why you lost your last fight. Uh, you don't know what hard work is. And I'm like, listen, I've been like, I didn't say this because I'm not going to go into an explanation with her. But like, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for almost 13 years. I've never seen anyone roll for <laughs> six hours for fucking day. six hours a day. You gotta, like, dude, we train three times a day. And, you know, like when you're training for a yeah. fight. Yeah. And it still doesn't equal to six hours. No one. Tra- so it was just. Yeah. It was just stupid and like I couldn't you know, I just couldn't like sometimes I I just I have no filter and I just want to say what I want to say. So maybe I was being like a little mean about it. But, no, no, but, like, there was then, nothing you I thought you I thought you took the high road because her going into you being a drug addict and all this other shit was like unnecessary and then you you she was attacking you personally and I think you actually did the right thing and I, I think you came across looking great in that and she came across as looking like a psycho. So. Yeah, everyone was like, "Wow, you're a fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. So maybe she just meant she was like there for six hours. I, I, you know, yeah, or maybe that, to me that must have been what she meant. She's rolling joints or something for six <laughs> hours. Now, 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 you, you you got a fight coming up. Who's this fight? Uh, when? Where? How? Talk to us. I'm fighting December fifteenth in my adopted home of uh, Milwaukee, and right. I'm fighting. Uh, I think you. I think it's, his name is Jao Kim Silva, or it's Yao. Yeah, yeah. Yao Kim or Joaquin whatever. Silva. Yep. Uh, he's ten and two, three and one in UFC. Um, 
he won two split decisions. He knocked one guy out, but that guy had a really terrible run in the UFC. And the one guy he lost to, uh, Vince Pichel, um, it was a decision loss. Yeah. And I, I think I would crush Vince Pichel. Uh, I don't know about uh, that. Vince is our co-host. Uh-oh. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like this, though. This uh, is I good. don't know. I don't know about that. Look, Vince needs to invite somebody. Uh, right. v- v- Vince is one of my best friends. I don't know. Uh, but, all right, go on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, he needs, no, to, no, he Vince, needs to fight somebody. No, Vince, I think Vince, this is good. No, Vince rolls for six hours a day. Just, <laughs> just so you know. It's all good. No, uh, keep, 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 keep going, though. Yeah, I saw that guy. That guy, that guy can take a punch, though. Uh, that 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 was a a very close fight. Him and Vince. That guy's got a good chin because Vince hits I didn't fucking watch hard. It yet. I gotta watch it. Because Vince hits really hard, and I was like shocked. Because normally Vince just puts guys to sleep. Right, and this guy and was that, eating them. Oh, he was eating them, and Ooh. I was like, "Fuck, that's scary." But uh, but you're gonna beat this guy. I, I have no question, uh, no doubt. You're gonna, especially with this new Rufus behind you. I think it's gonna be yeah. your life is now so much easier. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I mean, uh, he's a he's a tough guy, but everyone, if you're in UFC, chances are you're probably tough. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I'm gonna go in there and uh, and do what I do, and 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 like I have no option but to come away with the win, you know. So oh, you're definitely gonna win. Now, uh, how are the girls in Milwaukee? Are you are you are you slaying box? What's going on? Um, dude, uh, it's it's uh it's far and few between, <laughs> and. You know, I'm from New York. Like, I grew up in New York City, and, like, everywhere you go. I live in Astoria, Queens, and it's, like, it's literally teeming with hot girls. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I, it's the summertime. I'm actually in Astoria right now, back in New York, and, uh, I mean, you can't compare Milwaukee to New York City when it comes to women. So no, you can't. The only, the, only ass that I'm, the only ass that I'm looking at is Bilal. <laughs> Bilal, oh, that's hilarious. Now, are, are you on Tinder or Farmers Only or Soul Swipe or any of these? Yeah, I got a Tinder and a Bumble, but I'm not like, I don't go heavy on it. But, um, now, I mean, everyone has one of those. Now, is it hard, like, on a first date, are you like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I fight in a cage. Oh, uh, I overdose 12 times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are there a lot of red flags on your, like, your dates? Or, or do, you go, do you get a it's certain... It's actually really funny, though, because, you know, they'll be like, oh, what's your Instagram? And I'm like, oh, here, here's my Instagram. And then, like, they see, like, the posts and, the, and like, you know, they, they Google your name and they read <laughs> the articles. And, like, when you Google my name, it's like... It says like street fight, uh, arrested, <laughs> overdose, <laughs> <laughs> drug, drug addict, and then it's like, and then I'm like, they're like, wow, I read a lot about you, and I'm like, oh, so is that a is that a deal breaker? And then literally 99 percent of the time they're like, no, you're amazing. I can't believe how much you overcome, and yeah, and yeah. Like, it's, it's so you're you're like a. I'm like, yeah, all right, forever. <laughs> no, they I, love they love a bad boy. They think they can turn good. Yeah, a guy that can protect them. Who, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, now, do you get a lot of girls though, like in NA or AA, that are like super hot, no, but, but kind of like no, I, negative? Dude, bro. So think about the things that like a like a man would do to get drugs. They steal. They hurt people. You know, they rob. Whatever it is. Imagine what a girl does to get drugs. <laughs> Oof. 
Uh, uh, they probably did a lot of call uh, Greg. Things. <laughs> yeah. usually, usually, when a girl is an addict or an alcoholic, they carry a lot of baggage with them, and it's really just something that never really. Uh, yeah, that's... it never really appealed to me. You know, they have yeah. a they're way more fucked up than the guys are. But that baggage is filled with sex toys and lube. Well, that well the thing thing is though, women damaged women are usually the best in bed though. Oh, they question. take all their problems out on your cock. Like yeah. I hate my dad. Gobble gobble. You know, like they just they, <laughs> yeah. they go. Oh, my dad used to fuck me like this. Yeah. Like. <laughs> my dad used to. Do it. Well, this went really dark. Uh, so, but yeah, no, exactly. But listen, I got to tell you, Jared, you, I, uh, you're an inspiration. I, I have very close family members that suffer from addiction, and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I actually tell them all about you. And, and I'm going to root for you. For the rest of my life. And I know you're going to beat this guy in December. And <laughs> Hello, yeah, he tells him all about you. He goes, look, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I tell him, I'm like, look, listen, you think you had a rough? Like, look, at, look at this dude and look how good he's doing. Yeah. It's such an inspiration. It's such an inspiration. And I'm, I'm so happy Thank for you. you. And, I, and I'm so proud of you, man. And uh, so happy to know you. And, and I told you, like, I actually reached out to him one time. I was like, hey. And he's like, man, anything you need, you, you call me. And I was like, this is a, this is a real guy right here. This, nice. is, this is a real human. They're like, great. There's this guy that owes me $400. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. That too. So uh, well, good luck with everything. Uh, and I can't wait for your fight. Where can people find you? On Twitter, on J slash Gordon MMA and Instagram Jared slash Gordon and that's about it. All right, nice. no and no more street fights, please. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was uh, dumb, but whatever. It, it was fun actually, but then I was, <laughs> I <did> it. <laughs> and you're you're in Milwaukee, right? A lot of times, do you ever have pickled eggs? Well, I'm in Queens right now, but I'll be back in Milwaukee September 9th. So try the pickled eggs because yeah, Greg keeps we, talking about pickled eggs. Yeah, they have at some of the bars. The pickled eggs, man, they're freaky. He's not at the bars. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. then maybe they have the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he's he's like behind bars. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, thank you, Jared. We'll, I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. I like that dude. Nice, nice, good dude. He's got Jared, a real story. Jared Flash have... Gordon. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. I would never want to be in a street fight against that guy. No. The shit that guy's seen. Picked the wrong day. And I'm glad we heard the rest of it, because the only part you had was like, then he got thrown through. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but then what happened? Because I feel like that wouldn't have been enough. No, no, no. You know, like you're up against a pro here. He's going to come make you pay now. And I'm glad we got the rest of that story. That way you guys like, yeah, the video stopped. You get to see me dropping elbows on his face. I'm like, I knew it. I knew there was no way that that could have been the end of the fight. Oh, and uh, and also it shows you that like street fights you never win. Fucking got the guy. The guy lost his last fight because he couldn't train for fucking right, nine months. Yeah. I mean, like that's what that, that's that's money right there. Yeah, no, it's that's fucking terrible. money. I mean, you know. So what do you got coming up, Greg? Uh, this weekend I will be in Laughlin for the end of summer comedy fest. Join me there, and then next month I think somewhere around. 23rd or 24th, I will be at the Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona, right outside of Phoenix, where the Cardinals play. Uh, those are the major ones that I've come up. And then Saturday nights, I will be, of course, the Ha Ha for the Down and Dirty Show. So those will be the other Saturday nights from down the road. Nice. The, the Down and Dirty Show. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, I will be uh, this Thursday night in Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington, this Thursday night at the Parlor. Uh, and then also... Uh, just on Thursday night? Just Thursday. Just, oh, that's weird. Just a one-night deal. Okay. But then Friday and Saturday, I am in Springfield, Illinois, 
uh, at um, the uh, where am I? Springfield at, at the Blue Room Comedy Club. Uh, then next week I am in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, at the Comedy Cash Thursday to Saturday, to Sunday actually. And then the following on the tw- uh, the I'm at Jeremy Piven. At the end of September, uh, I think it's uh, on the Thursday and Friday, the twenty something. Uh, I'm at the Carson Carson Comedy Club, and then the last week of September, I am in Laugh Lines in Vancouver. First week of October, I am at uh, Des Moines, Iowa, at the Comedy uh, at the Funny Bone. Nice. Uh, so listen, thank you. Also, if you're on Amazon.com and you buy stuff and order stuff, go to AdamHunter.com first, then go to Amazon, and uh, then get whatever you want. So uh, <laughs> uh, click, click on my link is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. And uh, think of it as a small donation of the cause. Yes. When I mean, you think of it, it'd be like, hey, what's the easiest way I can support this show? Oh, I know. I'll just click to Amazon through Adam on her site. And then, he gets the, then I'm supporting the show, which you are. So thank you. Yes. And also get my new CD called Adam Hunter Still Broke. Uh, you can get it on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Apple will play, whatever. So check it out. Uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, take care. Bye bye. Trap, sonson, trap, donson. Tuni sons to hook him, Dorpotlan. Tather stolt and Dorpotamoro. Yeah, 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 yeah.